Just dropping a little reminder here up front that in about a couple of weeks, we will be recording the SoxCast Game of the Year episodes, which means you have about that much time to get us your lists. Those lists are due by noon Eastern Time on December 12th, to be exact. So if you want to be a part of the festivities, all you got to do is a few short, easy things. The first thing you got to do is you got to pick three games that you played this year. It doesn't matter what year they were released. Then you're going to write a little blurb about each one, one or two sentences. Then you're going to take all that, you're going to put that in an email, and you're going to send it to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. You can also be a fancy pants if you want. You can send us a hot MP3 of your choices. The same rules apply. Three games. Doesn't matter when they were released. And just say a little bit about each one and we'll play it right on the podcast. And you'll send that to the exact same address, podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. So there you go. Couldn't be easier. Three games. Three blurbs. In text or audio form. And send that hot boy over to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net before noon Eastern Time on December 12th. Listening to our waveforms entering your ear holes. Welcome to SoxCast episode 147. We like Captain Crunch sometimes, but it scratches up the roof of your mouth. And that's why I don't like it very much. Just kind of, <laughs> yeah. I don't have much of that problem anymore. Because the top of my mouth is completely protected now. So, hear that? <laughs> hear that wait wait did the dent wait does the denture go like all the, the way over the top baby i can eat captain mm. crunch i've literally got i've got a defense unit for it now baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the days of scratchy roof of your mouth are gone i have defeated the cap and i'm the only one that can make it happen and you at home can make it happen as well what can you make happen well you can make your top three games that you played this year, you can make them appear right on our podcast here in a couple of weeks, which we'll be recording because, hey, it's the end of the year and we all got lists to make. And we want you to make them because we like we, we <laughs> absolutely love reading your words. That's our favorite part of doing this is getting to read the very long blurbs that you write. I love it so much. I accidentally said 10 a few minutes ago. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, that good thing we're not using that one, huh? Good thing we're not using that take. Yeah, so so you can be a part of our Game of the Year Spectacular. What's the first thing they need to do, Rhett? Uh, write up a list of three games you played this year that you liked. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and only from this year, right? Is that how this goes? Well, if it's three games that you played this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter when they came out. Doesn't matter when they're released. So you're telling me that if I were to send in a top three games list to the Sox cast, I could be like, boom, I'm putting Bosconian on it? Hell yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So we got three video games you can list. John, what do you do after that? 
Uh, you send it in to you write the list in, and mm-hmm. then you send it to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. Nice, nice. You 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 fail. You fail. Damn it. You, you write a one or two sentence blurb. Rhett is the only person I can depend on to relay this information properly. Rhett, after they have assembled their list of three video games, what do they do afterward? You send it into podcast. Oh my! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You write a one to two sentence blurb about how much you like that game. Mm-hmm. And then after that, what would you do to get that to us? Uh, you paste it into an email and then you send it to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. I did, Rhett, get the, your, I did get the email right, right? Yeah. Yes. But, Rhett, did you know that you could also send us your list in audio, MP3, oh. and or waveform? Now you're yeah. getting all fancy. You could actually send us your list with just your voice, and you could be like, it'd be like you're a guest on, on the show, but you wouldn't be there in real time, but you'll be there. Yeah, you do the same thing. You could just like, hey, say your list of three games, tell us why you liked each one, put that in an MP3 and send it off the podcast to SoxMakePeopleSexy.net. It's just that easy. It's just Dang. that easy. What? Who knew? At this point, why wouldn't you do it? It's free real estate. <laughs> and it's fun to be on a podcast and it's fun to write lists. Isn't it? It's fun to write lists. Imagine, really imagine well right now. Lists. Imagine the fun that you would be having right now if you and or your words could be on this very podcast, think about that. Imagine it. Put it up in your brain piece for a couple minutes and tumble it around the old thinky machine. Tell me how that feels. Feels real good, doesn't it? It gets you right down there, especially in the privates. Just right in the privates. <laughs> like, it feels like your crotch is about to sneeze. It feels that good. That's how it could be. That's all you gotta do. Three video <laughs> games. Three blurbs. Podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. You could, could not ask for a simpler process. Nobody does this easier than us. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Nailed it first try. Absolutely. We always nail it first try. I did nail it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm making sure, because I know you I said that. You nailed it. John completely fucked up. Oh, yeah. John is worthless. Like, I I don't even perceive John anymore. Just over. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, wrong. John Cena. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh, why did we... Man, the, the longer we do this show, the stupider we get. Yep, it's pretty great. I love it. <laughs> to, to my immediate virtual ride, this motherfucker gives me a red ache, makes my head hurt. <laughs> I get that reference. Hey, it's right! Fred ache. <laughs> That's the thing i mean next oh to the lion God. king lyric like that's the lion king one truly i didn't get till the second time you said it because mm-hmm. lion king is just such a cultural you know touchstone yeah, like well that's that the point just... is that it it is a clever line in a way but it's also one where you hear it and you roll your fucking eyes because it, like... it is good wordplay don't get me wrong but it's just you also do like it's it's like me making a twi- like if if i made a twitter post except it was a limp biscuit song it would work better as a twitter post because you would spell it l y l y i n yeah 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 just hearing it said out loud you do you don't get it yeah yeah that, that, that's how a lot of aesop rock stuff works too is you kind of gotta you gotta listen to it a few times to kind of get it oh man that fred ache line though just genius. Absolute genius. 
There was no way I could not riff on that for your introduction this time around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rhett, Rhett, how are things going in Game of the Year land? Are there are, are people disappointing me right now? Like, uh, are, are we do, do we do we got a flow coming in? Oh, right now? No, I mean just over the general course of time. How are we looking? Is are, are things looking I mean, good? We got five in the first couple days, and then nothing since November sixteenth. Oh man. Man, so. Well, you know, it, it's 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 still a month out. Well, it was at the time. It's two weeks out. We, we are two weeks out now. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Should probably tell everybody they got to have those in by noon Eastern on the twelfth. We completely forgot the due date. Whew. I'm oh, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do some magic on this on the back end. <laughs> I'm okay, in one month. It's two weeks. Yeah, it's weird how that happens, Raven. <laughs> Uh, to my immediate Fine. virtual, to my immediate virtual left. Why are you all leaving? He hasn't even started telling his abortion jokes yet. It's John Thayer. What? The fuck? <laughs> Hi. Hey. That one. All right, you got me with that one. All right. All right. I was like, what's the that most absurd thing I can say in this moment that would just be so divorced from anything we've talked about already? All right, I got it. <laughs> very good. All right. Extremely good. Proud of myself. I'm I'm here. I'm ready to, I'm ready to play on this podcast. Oh, you are ready to play, ready to I know. play. All right. Well, who went first last time? Which of you two lovelies went first? I'll that say time? it was me. You'll say it was you I'm... because you want me to say John go first, right? Is yeah. that is that I how you went last time? Is that how you been read the last couple times? Okay. Okay. No, not that I'm. You know. Not that you're jonesing for the. Not that you're jonesing for your. John your wants fix. to go first. I do not want to go first. <laughs> All right. All right. I see. I I see. I'll slap your dick in my chat, and I like that. You always like to see those kinds of things in your chat. Just saying. Just of course. Saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Enlighten us. Get us started. This our last regularly scheduled show of the year. We got pro- we got to start with a banger. So John, I need you to come out with both barrels blazing. Um, I'm not Uh-oh. sure I can do that. Uh-oh. I here the Promised Land. Uh-huh. So so I talked a little bit about this last week. Um and I'm not I'm not going to spend too much time on it cuz there isn't too much more to say. Mm-hmm. Um I said that I was I really liked the voice of the game Riviera last time. Yeah. Um I really liked the fighting um, I really liked how the dungeons played out as sort of like adventure game rules, basically, where you go between different screens and um, manipulate and like just things play out. A lot of stuff plays out through dialogue and there's a lot of um, you don't move the characters directly. The game moves them for you and they have lots of cute animations and like um, event scripting with how the how the characters all move and interact. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot to enjoy in that respect. The beginning is really strong. It pulls you in right away with basically you are tasked with destroying this world in the service of the gods. Um, and you're going to do that. Um, but then something goes wrong right at the end and you get tumbled down into that world at the end of the dungeon. Um, and you lose your super powerful, very mercenary companion uh, who kept trying to tell you your doubts are wrong and you just need to listen to the gods and destroy this planet to save the the gods' world from the demons, mm. um, and you lose your he loses his memory for a little bit when you land in that new world, but he gets them back pretty quickly. So that's not like a 
a like not like the sticking point of the story. Yeah, it's not like it's just like enough time for him to like get acclimated with this world, and then he regains all of his memories at the end of like the first dungeon after oh. landing there. Okay, and that that kind of draws the the conflict into sharp relief of like, oh shit, I, I don't want to destroy this world now. There's cute, a lot of cute girls here. That's a very um, good reason to not want to destroy a world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the way that the the climax play, uh, there's also just a very nice resource management tension where you um, all of your every the battle system is that you you pick four items from your inventory that's hard limited at sixteen items, and every person can use every item usually in different ways. Um, it, it's based on like their affinity for different weapon types, basically. Mm-hmm. But you can bear, you can bring in a certain healing item, and it'll, you can bring in an item, and one person can use it for healing, and the other person uses it to do a thunder spell, basically. Yeah, like that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. But they, but each person using it still um, takes away from its number of uses yeah. left. Yeah. Um, you get tons of items. Um, there isn't really a risk of running low. Of running out, um, but it still feel it still feels kind of a little bit. It's, there still is some tension, especially in the end game, because for the whole game you can do practice fights, and at the end of a practice, just freely at any time, and practice fights give you items when you finish them. Mm. Um, so there isn't really any tension to like how how do I dole out my leveling um, right. throughout the fights? Because I just stopped for. 20 minutes and grinded every time I got a new item so everyone would learn their skill. Because um, I was tense about the resource management stuff. Right. Um, and I get the sense that that's not necessarily... You don't necessarily have to do that. I just did it because I, I was worried. I wanted to play it safe. Um, but once you get to the end game, you're, the items you're getting from the... Um, from the practice fights are nowhere near as good as the items you're getting from the dungeon. And those are limited. Mm. So there's like, especially with like healing items and certain kinds of weapons, there's a lot of like, okay, this is the weapon. These are the, these are the five weapons I have that do a lot of damage in end fights in a reasonable amount of time. Mm. How can I, how do I use these tactfully? Um, this this one has 40 uses, this one has 20 uses, this one has 30 uses. How do I use these tactfully um, to get through the this dungeon, knowing that there's a whole other dungeon after this? Hmm. Um, it's very smart. And I either, it, it, it's even nicer than that, because if you lose a fight, you can retry it at a lower difficulty. Um, this is one of the earliest games I've seen that has that. Yeah, feature. like this would be this would put it right around the time as the first trails coming out, wasn't that? Wasn't this like two thousand three or something? This was two thousand two, I think. Yeah, so this would be around that same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very smart. Um, I wound up I I wound up using that a few times earlier on, but then I kind of figured out the system and I managed to get through all the final boss count, the whole last couple dungeons without using that. Oh, nice. felt real good. Um, first try on a lot of them, but the final boss took a couple tries because there it has a, some cool gimmicks with mm. how it plays out. But ne- never, it never really felt like I, like the game wasn't communicating to me clearly. Um, the story itself is pretty satisfying with how it plays out. Like 
I, I, I think it's like about on par with like how like with like an ease story. Like it's mm. not it's not like super complex. Um but it feel but it's this whole world that they created for this game. Um and uh, a unique cast of characters and a bunch of its own like vocabulary and world building and the story itself is pretty satisfying with how it plays out um and i think that that is enough to be like well over a lot of video game stories um just because it's original and basically work and ba- and holds together um i wouldn't say it's like the re- like a reason to play through the game mm. um but the the fighting is also cool. So basically, it all holds together like in a really nice way because because it, it's the fighting is cool and experimental, and then the story is nice, and I felt satisfied in finishing it. The dating sim stuff is adorable, like it's very very chaste and and gentle and cute. Where mm. just like certain actions will make different characters light up with a little heart, or they'll have a little broken heart over their head. Oh, and then you'll be like, oh, um. So I, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching that play out too. You can have seven wives. No, <laughs> there are five in your party that you go between. There's the there's the the nice wife, the cool wife, the ditzy wife, and then the little sister. Oh, that's okay. how these tend to go. Huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's that's a typical setup. Yeah, I got the nice wife, and then Ify immediately responded with, I like the cool wife. I like the cool wife. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. Because I was Ify and then, like, three other people. Like, I like the one who's really really tough and has a scythe and Uh, is maybe a vampire. The scythe is, like, plus 50 coolness. Yeah. Absolutely. You get a girlfriend with a scythe, like, dude, you literally won at life. Unless she kills you. I mean, I think it's still a win. Yeah, then she you was still one in life. You right? like, I think that's like the 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 capper on top. Like they give you a million point bonus, like right at the end. <laughs> um, I said last week um, that I, there was one massive problem with the game, and that still held true right through to the end. And that's Way too slow, is. huh? Very slow. Oh, are we talking like trails slow? Because that first game without turbo was a lot to kind of endure. Like it's shorter than trails. Like it was about eighteen to twenty hours. I think it's maybe feels slower than trails, no. just a teensy bit. Yikes. Um. It, yeah, I think I think it's it's probably comparable to like making your way through trails without the fast forward. Um, just in terms of trying your patience. Uh, and I mean the fights are more um, what's the word like scripted like you don't have random encounters because every fight throughout the dungeons is something that they set up and planted there yeah they're handcrafted and predetermined that's cool yeah Yeah. Um, there's one thing in the menu where you can turn it off where you can turn off part of the enemy limit break animations oh (laughs) You can't turn off all our animations. You can't turn off your animations. You can't turn off your part of your limit break animations. You can't turn off a thing where it tells you in three different ways how your health how your health has gone down when you get hit. Oh, jeez. Um, it's just like it's just merciless. It is so slow, and it and it prevented me from like fully falling into game mm-hmm. the entire the entire time I was playing it. Oof. Um, if I was if I was a kid. If I was a little more patient, yeah. if I was, um, um, then I think that 
there there would be basically I would have basically nothing bad to say about the game. Mm. Um, I I think I had a, f- a few friends pop up when I finally started talking about it. Be like, "Oh my god, I loved that one as a kid. That's so nice." Da, 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 da. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense." Like everybody I know, really yeah, everybody I know played that game like in their early to late teens, and like probably haven't touched it since. Mm-hmm. And then in that, um, like. It's a li- it, it's pro- it probably feels a little comparable with like Mega Man Battle Network in my head where mm. like yeah I think they feel they they feel bad in different ways where like Mega Man Battle Network almost feels like kind of cheap in like a licensed game in the way oh, that yeah. it pads out its dungeons and yeah. adds a bunch of like kind of bullshitty fetch quest content. Yeah. Like those games feel weirdly low budgety. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the the fighting itself is really smart and cool and yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and then the cast and the world is really cool mm-hmm. and endearing, and I love it. And I still think about it sometimes, even if the stories <laughs> themselves are not like anything groundbreaking. Um, so, like, if you if you're the kind of person that has room in your heart for Mega Man Battle Network, then you would absolutely, I think, have room could absolutely have room in your heart for Riviera. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested in Sting's other stuff. Um, most of their other games in the Riviera, like, kind of broader series. Like, it's like the Department Heaven games where they're all unique um, casts and stories. Mm-hmm. But they kind of very loosely take place in the same world, even yeah. though they all have different titles. I think it's very cute. Um, most of them are SRPGs. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Like, I only know Sting from that Neptunia strategy rpg i don't know that i've played anything much else oh, by them they made the the hyper devotion they made hyper devotion noir so yeah i was like why am i i heard the name sting and was like why is that making me think of neptunia yeah and then you finally <laughs> nailed it because i was like um, they didn't have a character which is weird because everybody that does one typically yeah. gets a character at some point poor sting yeah. <laughs> Um, they did Baroque, which a bunch of my artsy types oh, friends yeah. fucking a l- love. A bunch of artsy types love Baroque. I watched the intro, and it is fucking gorgeous. It is. It is. And it's it's it was um, at the time when doing roguelike stuff was not kind of old hat. <laughs> yeah, like it's still feeling that shit out. Mm. So I, I, I don't expect it to be as good as Dragon Quarter, but I sort of group Baroque in my head with that in terms of being like an older um, game that kind of showed people like hey rpgs don't have to be yeah it's ahead of its time maybe in some ways it shows that in in it maybe some of its design philosophy too because again Mm -hmm. just trying to figure shit out as you go um yeah that's cool i'm super here that's the one i want to play probably i'm super here for it the evolution games look adorable Mm. um they're just like those the just Dreamcast RPGs that, as I understand, yeah. are not as wild and experimental. Just like they have those cute sort of Mega Man Le- Legendsy animations, and I'm just like, ah, that makes me happy. Yeah. Um. So probably Baroque is the next one. Um. This was my first dip into the world of Sting. Mm. Um. And like the voice really appealed to me, even if the broader, even if the play experience was ultimately pretty exasperating yeah i would say yeah yeah um and that's my that was my riviera adventure so nice. rhett you I... have to talk already go yeah. for it john did it rhett he talked uh, okay that that is true that's all you needed yeah i just 
I don't know why I'm weird about going first. Uh, I watched more anime. Whoa! Yeah. What? What? Wow! Amazing! Holy what? crap! I never would have guessed. What? Realizing what? that I'm just continually bringing anime to what what used to be a video game podcast. Uh, <laughs> I think I think this promise was made on the podcast. I don't remember specifically, but both of you were like, "Hey, you need to watch Toradora." Yeah, you made that promise on the podcast. You actually did. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I actually did. And you know, I truly dragged my feet on it. Whereas, like, I had a list of shows in Toradora. You were right really kind of you kept pushing that one back. Every like, there's something else I could watch instead. Let's watch every bad isekai before we watch. <laughs> Not every bad isekai, please. John. <laughs> do you truly know how many bad isekai there are? That's true. You're right. Nobody like, has watched. Every there's like fifty. There's something like forty-seven shows airing this season, and probably like half of them are isekai. Yeah, yeah. Like we know, like the ones that kind of rise above mm-hmm. or fall below. <laughs> but mm-hmm. there's a whole wide middle of the pack that nobody just gives a shit two shits about because they just play things one hundred percent straight with no oh, fun variation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. There was one night where I was like, I should watch Torador, and somehow by the end of that night, I'd watch five episodes of No there, Game, No Life. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I watched May Cross Frontier. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's how this goes. Huh? So I was finally like, okay, I'll watch Torador. And it was good. Hey! I don't. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know why I had such a huge chip on my shoulder when this came out. I was just like, I'm not watching a romance. I, it I has think that girl is the lead. Everybody, like, when that show came out, it was like, it was such, like, it was the most divisive show I think I've ever seen. Even I was on team, I'm never going to watch that. Um, <laughs> the only reason I watched it is literally because somebody, a, a friend of mine in real life knew that I was just like, I had a chip on my shoulder about it and literally just bought me the, col- the, 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 the collection. Oh. Like these were like the $50 collections they did where they did half the series. So he, oh. he spent a hundred dollars on a gift that I was potentially going to hate. <laughs> I kind of uh, remember you getting that and being like. Oh boy, this is a yeah. Like that was just kind of a like. Oh man, like I don't know if the friend is joking. Like because my friends, like they're not all into the same stuff that I'm into, right? Mm-hmm. They don't like like mm-hmm. t- like last Christmas, a couple people got me like uh, Atelier Riza because it was like, oh, it's got anime on it, and I know that's why you got it. <laughs> it's got right. Anime on it. So I wasn't like, but I knew that like like it was just so it was just kind of like oh you just spent a hundred dollars on this for something that I've literally said I never want to see in my life. Why would you do this to yourself? And then I watched it and loved it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when we were t- so we talked about this a lot on DM. So I'm not sure how much to kind of rehash on the podcast, but. John well, called it. This is all for our benefit, of course. The listeners course. don't matter. No, so don't not at all. Yeah. We've talked about. But it's like, John had said something interesting where he goes, I like Toradora because it's a capital R romance. Right. And I, my head toll take had been, eh, it's not really a romance till the very end. No. <laughs> like, I think this show works because there's a lot, like, it's a pretty, okay, I've been watching a lot of, uh, you know, single season shows. Mm-hmm. Torador is like 25 episodes. It's got more time to breathe. Yeah. So they don't rush into things. No. 
Like, it is very much a slice-of-life kind of show, like, them going through a year of high school, and it is very much a comedy, where this show is pretty damn funny, especially... Tyga is just ridiculous at yeah. all times. Yeah, like <laughs> I think that people got pissed off at that character back in the day. Really, oh, yeah. were not. They didn't want to get the point that she's literally just over the top, ridiculous. And it the first <laughs> episode is a little bit much. <laughs> yeah, where she literally breaks into his apartment <laughs> with a baseball bat and attacks him while he's sleeping. It's great. It, that, that, that's like Nagatoro's first episode where it may be a little much. <laughs> Laid it on a little thick there. Yeah. It's like every episode needs like the first episode hook and usually it's fan service. Yeah. So in this, it's just extreme woman on male violence. I mean, like to be fair, when I saw her bust into his apartment with a ball bat the first time, I was like, you know what? I might be, I think they might've got me. <laughs> I think I they mean... might've got me. <laughs> So it is a little weird after that experience where they kind of just become real buddy-buddy, like, in episode two. In episode two, I remember thinking, feels like I've skipped a few steps here. Mm. Where, like, they're I already, got, like... I vibe re-watching it. I feel, I feel you there. That one, that, that one in particular feels like it kind of cuts to the chase a little bit too much. Because mm. eventually it's Taiga and... Oh, God. I don't remember names of characters and shows. I'm sorry. What's the main guy's name? Oh, Ryu. Ryuji. Okay, yeah. Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so Taiga and Ryu have crushes that are not, not each other. Mm -hmm. They're going to form this alliance and help each other out with their crush. Yep. Mm -hmm. Kind of a huge portion of the show. Mm -hmm. So I think the romance works because they grow into being comfortable with each other more so than their actual crushes over the entire show. So that when, when confessions are made towards the end, it's just, I know. It sticks. It's just. I think, it's, what, I think that's what a romance is. Yeah. Actually, it's just like hey, we spent I've, a long time with us just existing together with each other. And oh, hey, there's like actually something up, here. <laughs> we built we built up this relationship. Every single one of these like other uh, of these episodic stories, and now yeah. we now we can do this big payoff, and you actually feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing is that the previous show I watched, Macross Frontier, is a mm-hmm. very bad romance and love triangle. <laughs> Like, even people who like that show are like, yeah, this is the worst love triangle of life. <laughs> like, this. It's barely qualifies as a romance, like, mm-hmm. at all. Mm. So, like, this one actually being extremely well done was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is how you do it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really. Actually, I really hated Ami by the end. I mean, I think you're kind of <sighs> supposed to. I feel like there was definitely, like, they were setting up a kind of a redemption for her, but then, you know, the anime ends where the light novel would continue. Yeah, yeah, like, they don't, they spend a lot of time in that show making her, like, like you need a foil, you need somebody that's there that's going to cause chaos and has her yeah. own, that has her own agenda and is way more outgoing than either of the two people she's fucking with. Mm-hmm. So, trying to reel that in after, like, things have been settled and, like, you know, decisions have been made, reeling her back in and making her palatable, you don't have enough time. Especially after she physically attacked Best she Girl. literally physically attacks someone and it's just like, oh, oh, yeah, you don't I, get to I hate back. you forever now. You <laughs> actually... Even if the character forgives you, I still hate you. You actually don't get to come back from that. <laughs> I was... God, I was, like, live-tweeting you guys at, like, 2 a.m. I'm like... <laughs> I fucking hate her. And then two minutes later, in in all caps, I really fucking hate her. That's such... 
I, I, like, I think that, that that moment is so fucking visceral and real, though. Yep. It's so... Yeah. Uh, it, it, it feels like awkward teenagers having a scuffle, and it's just, like, uncomfortable for everyone involved, yeah. and it's just... It feels bad. And it's right after another fight with some of the minor characters. Yeah, yeah! That, so whole, that whole skiing trip was just kind of a disaster. The skiing trip was a lot. It's, it's so good. Yeah. So I think my one complaint with the show is like they really do just kind of cut to an anime original ending right at the very end. Because mm. I was looking up some stuff from the light novel where it's like, oh yeah, Taiga never actually ends up leaving the school. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, very abrupt. At the very end, like, you do get the payoff you want. Yeah. But... They kind of it's do it in a like, weird way. And like the way they had to yeah. kind of set that up and make that work. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not the most elegantly paced thing. I understand that I like that they did it because it was a response. Mm-hmm. I think it's a responsible and a mature decision that was made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it just kind of happens like that. And it it feels a yeah. little it it doesn't ruin the show or anything for me. Oh no no no! But it's it, like it's weirdly paced. It's a weirdly it is paced something way. like the anime original part is like the last five minutes of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. so right at the end. Yeah, where it's like oh huh okay we're just time skipping now. Yeah. Whereas like the light novel probably went on for a few more years. Yeah, I prefer them handling it that way rather than trying to stretch this out. Like it was always about. Like, these two characters eventually coming together. And they got there. You probably don't need much more than that in this format. Mm. Mm. One of those things where it's like, okay, are there, like, five more light novel volumes to get through? What, 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 you know, what would that even be? Yeah, like, what got cut and is it really, like, like, does it really add much at this point when the big thing that you were waiting for to happen happens? And that's what's most important. Even... Because obviously people have talked about this show for the last decade. It's from two. Th- yeah, this and Macross are also both 2008 shows. I was like, yeah, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. So like, I obviously knew where this was eventually going. Was still voting, rooting for Minari the whole time. She, <laughs> she deserved a better end. Uh, yeah. She like like if any character if, if I came out feeling bad for anybody you know but it's just the nature of relationships and how they work but I still came yeah. out feeling bad for her in the end because she yeah. really really <laughs> oh she ate it hard. <laughs> She's the one who's just like she like wishes like you well after confessing something like that. Yeah. It's something brutal. Yeah, it's really, really oh. hard. Like, when she stays behind with Ami afterward, and it's just like, I'm just gonna stay and we're gonna hang out and girls talk for a while. It's like, no, you're gonna cry for, and eat peanut butter for the next 12 hours. <laughs> Talking to you feels like having a period. Having- <laughs> yeah, It's just fucking brutal. That's the best fucking line in an anime ever, and I'll never fucking be swayed otherwise. I just... That, went, that line took the air out of me, where I was just, like, not <laughs> expecting it. It's just vulgar in a way it's anime per- doesn't go. It, right? It's perfect. I love it. Like, saying something like, like in that in Japanese would get you, like, fucking expelled or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, you, they'd be like, you have just broken every single social norm. What every social taboo has been broken, Yeah. Like when I when I told a music teacher to go spoon feed her cunt because she pissed me off, that was probably a little <laughs> out of line. 
that probably what that would probably get you thrown out of a classroom or two. Don't try that at home, kids. <laughs> that might have flown in 1997, oh, but that uh, that's not going to fly in 2021. Do not take this as a, as an endorsement of telling a music teacher that sucks to go spoon feed or cunt. Every throwback to your Polly's school days is always so wild. <laughs> I got into some stuff every now and again. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So I finished watching Torador mm-hmm. and was like, I kind of feel like the anime binge has reached its end. No, it was a sat- satisfying. Conc- well, we'll see how that ends up turning out. I was like, okay, I think I'm good on anime for a bit. I got a lot of games I want to play. Yeah, video games. Uh, come on back home. Come on back home. So one video game I've been playing real quick is Baba is You. Uh oh. Released a big fucking huge new campaign. Oh, nice. Like 150 new levels, mm-hmm. and it is just murderously difficult. Oh no. <laughs> like. You get to a new area, and you do, like, the gimme tutorial, and then get stuck for an hour on the next part, and just be like... Well, I absorb nothing from this. (laughs) The tutorials are just... So, the problem with this there, the new thing is, like, it's a lot of, kind of... It's new verbs and actions and stuff, and they're maybe not as... Quite as elegantly designed as from the original game, Mm, because he's kind of... I don't want to say, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel, but, like, the ideas just kind of get weird and out there mm. one of them is like charged so like oh that's that's real like that can be interpreted in a couple ways so it's like an electrical effect where it's like door will open if charged or something right like you got all these new styles of puzzles and like but like not meant so like each world in the original game would really drill into each new concept that it was introducing mm-hmm and this, where it's like, okay, here's a new thing, and it shows up in, like, two levels, and they're really hard. It just feels like, it's really hard, is really all I can really say. Mm. It's just like, it's so cool that he did a bunch of new content for a game that's, like, a couple of years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that was also a game that was already maybe too big. Mm. Yeah. I mean, people are well-fed. If you like Baba as you, you're, you're well-fed. This I'll is give a free that. update. That's what's insane. And it's just like, oh okay like this is a game i had like 60 hours in and like it already had like 200 levels Mm -hmm. and it get i have never really talked about the true nature of that game but i was thinking about it and like i can't go back to the original game oh because the end game world is so difficult that i just don't have the mental capacity to navigate it anymore. Like, what, you can't re-simplify your thoughts after having to go put yourself through the ring or the final level, or it's just way too hard? It's way too hard, it's way too complicated, and I kind of tutorial my way through it the first time just to see the ending. Oh. like there's, But there's just no way I could ever go back and do it properly, because I know how hard it is. So, like, and then getting to these levels that are, like, you know, not necessarily for experts, but just like, hey, I made some new stuff. And it's super confusing and hard. Just oh. like, oh, I love this game, but oh, you're so much. <laughs> mm. And then there's the whole issue where it's been patched like 10 times in oh, the last yeah. week. Because like, broken level, broken level fixed. Oh, broken level fixed for real this time. Like, oh. since I DM'd you guys on Thanksgiving, there's been like three more updates where it was like, I. so the first one's like, Four new levels. 
And then the next one, two of those are now fixed. Like, oh, can you just slow your roll a bit? Like, it updated yeah. again at 3 a.m. last night, and then update. I th- actually, there's like an unlisted update that happened today, where it's like it updated at 3 a.m. and then I looked, got up, looked at Steam today, and it said, "Bob, is you update required?" And I'm like, just. Every like, five hours, the like is when is it? Out. When is it fine to, to actually go back and play this game now? Yeah, I just don't know how you ship with. I mean, I guess when you're doing 150 new levels at once, yeah, you could pro- like if they're mostly finishable on your end and they're free, why not put them out there? Yeah. But when you're when you're dealing with a game at like that that plays in logic the way that this game does and gives you the freedom that mm-hmm. it does. People are going to find ways to break shit because you can't possibly think of all the permutations to see what is yeah. and isn't going to work and how you... And like thinking of like ways to, that those will need to be fixed is probably even tougher. That's that's what happened in the original game is I remember like one level had the correct solution and then a really easy way to do it. And then so he changed the level, which made like the easy way fixed, but then... Like, you could just walk up and push the flag over to is win. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was just like, oh, the level, like, doesn't exist anymore because the answer is just immediately accessible. So, like, that version, it got, like, patched, like, five times that one level. Just like, oh, my God. This seems like a very hard game to make. <laughs> because yeah, I, there's, I, I there's just unexpected consequences when you get into all these weird things. Like, I showed John a level that I beat like by accident by making text his move mm-hmm. and the text just accidentally walked itself into the right position. There you go. I was just like, what just happened? But okay. That works. A win is a win, baby. It's it's so much. So I don't know how much more I'm gonna play because like I've like ten levels open to me right now and I've just stared at all of them and gone like what the fuck? Oh jeez. That's how I was about four hours into Baba is you that's the thing. Like, it just keeps going. I think I'm just it too just stupid for that going. game. I'm just going to accept the fact that I'm way too stupid for that game. It's also a block-pushing puzzle game on its at its very core. And there you go. Yep. That's why I could never play it. So it goes. Like, there's, le- there's one level I did that I didn't even finish, but it was like, part of the solution was like, don't just know the answer. Know how to push the blocks in the correct order right. to do the answer. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh boy. So, Polly. Hey. Hi. Hi. What have you been up to? Oh, man. Well, you know, video games. We do those sometimes on the podcast. I guess. Yeah, we can. Uh, picked up a video game back in June. Pretty excited for it. I didn't get around to playing it immediately mm. because, you know, hey, sometimes the mood just doesn't catch you. Sometimes it's just not there. Mm. Uh, but I looked at this game in trailers. I looked at it in screenshots. The aesthetic just screamed and called out to me and wanted me to lovingly caress it and rub my face all over. I'm talking about Scarlet Nexus. This game's got a look and a half. Mm. If you ever have a look at this game and its aesthetic, and just like this is a game that just looks real good in motion, and, and like when you watch vertical slices of it. Or when you see screenshots, it's just everything's got just this nice, cool red, black, white aesthetic going on. Um, and like the, the the world that it takes place in is this weird kind of futuristic sort of dystopian, but maybe not really. That's got like 
holograms and stuff pasted over everything so it looks like a big bustling like thriving metropolis and shit it's kind of crazy it's got it is a game that's got a style uh that that i immediately identified with as somebody who's really into sci-fi and and and, and hardcore things what like was the that. game one more time scarlet nexus scarlet ne- okay yeah uh so um, this is a futuristic action RPG, um, and uh, initially from the outset, you get two characters you can play as a boy or a girl, and so you just play as the girl mm. because who cares yeah. about the boy? Uh, you play, but um, <laughs> you, uh, you can play as either Yuito Sumeragi or Kasane Randall, um, and they're like they're 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 sort of like the new recruits in um, in the the fight with your big old brain army. I think is what they call it in game. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what they call it. That's probably what it was originally called in Japan, anyway. Um, uh, but um, because like uh, like Yuito, he's like a sword boy. Uh, he's John's favorite already. He's a sword boy. Uh, uh, he has he's he's got a legacy to live up to, I guess. Like his his family name is just all over the place at the start of the game, and it feels like his story is one where he's sort of kind of like living in that shadow and maybe having to kind of fight his way out of it and establish, you know, find his own place in the world is the kind of the, the gist I get from having peeked at his story a little bit. Um, right. And uh, Kasane, uh, she gains acceptance in, into the big brain fight punch things unit um, well, with her sister, uh, who, who she is very protective of uh, to almost a hilarious degree. It's very funny. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the way that she gets very, like, like, she's very much like an angry little dog anytime people, you know, start coming around her sister. She's like, I'm going to sniff you. Like, if nobody can even, like, the people don't even likely have an interest in her sister at all, but she is going to go do her own background checks on her time off, because this bitch is insane. (laughs) Um... But 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 uh, Kasane's deal is that like like her story kind of gets really interesting when you when when you realize that like her sister is a member of 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 a very prestigious family and that Kasane was adopted into this family, uh, so like she didn't re- like she didn't really belong in this affluent family and I like I feel that like that's really cool groundwork for building. Um, interesting characters and that's something this game does out of the gate really well is I think that it makes all its characters very interesting. Uh, not only due to their place in the world and the way that they're kind of like going through, um, you know, what they're going through, like being in this, you know, kind of like military like unit where you fight with your big brain um, and the relationships they build along with that. But like, you know, they're also really cool and that like, oh, these people have really cool, awesome brain powers and it's just really awesome to see them do cool shit. So it, 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 the game's got just an immediately like it's got a good hook. Um, makes you just immediately kind of want to dig in uh, and start playing around. Um, I think that if the story reminds me of anything, it feels like um, like a less urgent and dire Attack on Titan in a way. Oh, uh, okay. Where there's this threat that only like these certain people can deal with, and you get immersed in like their ranks and like all and like how they all kind of grow together over the course of the story and like. You know, like, I don't think this game in any way goes as dark as Attack on Titan does, because I doubt that this game throws people to the meat grinder the way that Attack on Titan is, you know, Mm -hmm. very fond of doing. Just, you know, hey, in and out, we're done. (laughs) Um, But it's sort of like, I feel that that's the vibe they were going for anyway, or or, or maybe just trying to appeal to the, like, military otaku kind of people, I guess. But it's got that kind of vibe to it. 
but with cool brain powers. So, um, this game is a tale of two days. Uh, I started playing it the first day. Uh, had a great time. Uh, the mm-hmm. combat, like, the, the combat wasn't, it wasn't as tight as, like, Devil May Cry, but, like, there was enough there to play with that it felt good. Like, you could, like, do fun combo strings while you're simultaneously, like, you hold R to interact with objects in the background to, like, telekinetically throw them into enemies and shit. So you, like, you kind of weave in and out of these, like, like, these physical combos while you're also doing cool mind powers. So just throw pieces of the environment into enemies. And, like, that feels really cool. And then, like, um... And those attacks, like, when you, like, whoop an enemy with something really big, it feels real good. And the numbers get real big when you do that. So it just feels real good. Like, the, everything about that shit starts to feel real good. Um, and then there's this really cool way that uh, you resonate with your teammates and that you can borrow their psychokinetic powers as well. Because there's, like, a bunch of different types of, 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 of mind powers to have. Like, they have, like, abilities to alter time, to, like, see invisible enemies, fire, electric, water, shit like that. Like, you can, uh, imbue, awesome. you can imbue yourself with your teammates' powers and just, like, it, it's really, really, it, it's a really cool system uh, starting out. Uh, it feels immediately impressive. Um, and first day impressions were just like off the charts. Like I, I, I was four or five hours into it. Just like, this is great. Like mm-hmm. I, I was, I was posting videos on Twitter saying like how much this game felt real good. Um, and, and I, and I came into the second day, like ready, ready to, ready to be having a good time. And I quit playing this game about four hours into the second day. <laughs> God. Gosh. Oh, it just. There's a point where the combat starts to feel like a weird kind of mushy soup. Um, Mm -hmm. When enemy designs stop being what they are in the first three hours, where this is, like, really simple, like, they're not super aggressive, but they're dangerous enough that they can fuck you up, to where, okay, now you have enemies that are actively trying to fuck you up, and you maybe have a camera and an auto-lock system that is not conducive to that working very well. Um, mm. This game's auto-targeting system befuddles me because it's required. Uh, especially with the way the telekinetic powers go, like you, it, it would be way too hard to try and juggle your melee combos while also having to find a way to, you know, use your telekinesis to aim things at enemies. So the game always needs you to be locked onto something so that it knows what to do with your telekinesis. And when you're locked onto an enemy, like, you don't really, like, you know how in, like, it's literally every game I've played where you lock on, you feel like you're just kind of, like, strafing a circle around that enemy, or you kind of get locked into a trajectory of that enemy where you're always kind of in a ring going around them in some way. Am I making sense here? I think so. Um, it's like... Hmm. It's literally Dark Souls, where you lock onto an enemy yeah. and you, you move side to side. You're going... You, you're, you're trying to stay lateral with them and shit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm probably not explaining this well at all. Great. No, I get you. <laughs> okay. Um, and so how does that... How does this, that this game doesn't work that way. Down. Like, you're still, oh, lo- okay. you're still locked onto the enemy, but it doesn't really feel like it means anything... To your movement, or the way the cam- uh, or the way the camera tries to keep track of you, um, mm-hmm. and like 
you can't like like, like and you can't easily switch targets uh, unless a target is immediately within eyesight, meaning that enemies that you can't see are just going to fuck you up. Like, all the time. Mm. Like, you can't just, like, cycle back and forth or do a target nearest. The game just kind of decides that you're attacking this enemy right now, and you're just going to have to deal with that. Um, so even if that's not the enemy you want to be attacking, like, like if I, like, say I'm attack, I'm trying to attack the enemy right in front of me, and for some reason the game is locking on to the enemy that is behind that enemy so i'm trying to swing at the enemy in front of me but my attack is being corrected toward the enemy that is behind that enemy meaning i just whiffed and then i get stuffed by the enemy that i was trying to attack and this kept happening because the game starts just throwing way more enemies at you and like after the five hour mark you just start running into hordes of enemies um that do a real good job of fucking you up, do a real good job of moving around really fast and fucking up the auto-targeting in a way that just continued to make me angry. Um, and it got to the point where it just was not fun to play anymore. Like, it went from being, like, this really impressive game that I was having a load of fun with to just, like, I cannot stand playing anything about this anymore like enemies have stopped seemingly stopped telegraphing their attacks in a way that makes sense that i would get i could get out of the way uh the dodge has input delay on it for some reason i don't know why i don't know if the, i don't know if the input delay is a ps4 pro thing or not uh i i don't know how this game operates on a ps5 or a pc but i can tell you when i started this game up and i was in just the the new game continue menu that was delayed quite a bit. Uh-oh. When I was pressing up and down to make selections in the menu, that felt really delayed. <laughs> um, Yikes. Hmm. Um, Do you think it's... Is it possible that this is just like... So I, I played Tales of Vesperia last mm-hmm. year, which was another Namco RPG, and my experience of it was being really, really frustrated with it because I kept trying to figure out how to play it like as an action game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ultimately just kind of threw my hands up in the air and said, I'm not going to think about this like an action game. I'm just going to play it as an RPG where I make my choices with, where I make my choices very fast. Right. And I'm just going to tank a bunch of damage and heal up and hope that everything is fine. And then I just cruise through the rest of the game, matching the same skill over and over. <laughs> yeah. that I mean, that could very much be the case with this game. Like maybe it is meant to be like, there is a lot of RPG to this. Like there's a skill tree and everything in this game that you've got oh, to take well, care of. A tree. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a skill tree. Uh, you know, you, 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 you expand your combos and stuff with it. So it's start, like the action RPG is a very weird thing because it is so easy to be confusing. It's so easy to mess up. I think. I, mm-hmm. I I extremely agree. Like I, I don't know what it is about East that where they do it and it feels like you've perfectly kind of combined <laughs> the RPG and action parts to where I don't feel that li- like like I can play that game and I feel that I can avoid damage competently and if I get hit it's probably my own damn fault. They've been doing that for thirty years, is how. And yeah, literally, like literally, I I think it kind of comes down to that. Like, is this framed around? Can you avoid all damage if you yeah. if you know what you're doing? They have and perfect dodge like mechanics. Ease. Like like I don't like that's the thing I'm confused mm-hmm. about is because this game does have a perfect dodge mechanic, but like but the dodge has input delay on it. Ugh. 
and it feels real weird like it doesn't have any iframes on it it's just a kind of like it's just it's a maybe get you out of the way dodge maybe that's the way i've got to look at this game is like if i ever give this game another shot is that I'm going to have to like maybe look at it as more of an RPG where it's like, I'm just going to have to take hits and I'm just going to have to hold that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to be clear, I thought Tales of Asperia felt pretty bad. Yeah, that game does not feel good. <laughs> yeah, I played the As first, a result of that, all that. I played the first five hours of that last year, sort of mm-hmm. around the same time when you were playing it. And I was like, man, okay. I just hate everything about how this game feels combat-wise. Well, I, mean, I just... Don't worry, at least it's not hard. <laughs> and the fights move quickly, but there are a lot of them. Yeah. Scarlet X, it seems it's leaning way more action-heavy, though. Yeah, like, yeah. I, that's like the thing, be. is that I feel like this game wants to be played as and seen as kind of a cool action game. But yeah. I don't feel that anything about it is reactive enough mm. to make that really work. Like, you got the cool stuff down, like... Hitting people like like throwing out psychic knives and hitting people with them while also throwing a fucking while also throwing a fucking cement tanker at them is great. Yeah. That's fun. That feels it's, good. Grabbing a fucking train and hurling it down the tracks at a set of enemies feels real badass. Well, I swear mm-hmm. to God, I'm watching a a review right now, and uh-huh. that's actually what happened on screen. The train, right as oh you said God. that, that's the. Fuck why? I'm noticing though is like how enemies have levels and like you're doing damage numbers. Yeah, yeah. Which ma- which does make me think. Okay, maybe there is a little more RPG mush here than yeah, I like, thought. I think but also maybe, yeah. In the t- video, throwing a train did eighty two thousand damage. Yeah, it did. Just, yeah. Seeing a number from that is so funny. <laughs> it's real silly. We're like sword does a hundred, train does eighty two thousand. Yeah. Yeah, like, that shit feels real good. There's a lot of good spectacle to it, and I really, really like uh, the story and characters so far. It's just I playing hate- it, playing it right now, at, or at the point to where I was, I was just like, I hate this. And I also, got, I also ran into a real big issue with tutorializing. Oh, yeah. So... Like, like, you know, you've got people, like, like it's a military kind of game. you got somebody in your comm unit. They're always going to give you an update on the situation. Your teammates are always going to be blabbering back and forth. But but it's the comm person that's giving you the survey of what's happening on the battlefield that got on my nerves. Like, mm-hmm. a, like the first time you run into an enemy type, you'll get this kind of, like, you, you, a communication about, like, oh, no, like, that enemy type is using oil. It can inhibit your movement and make and make you more susceptible to fire-based attacks. Be careful. And then literally maybe a minute later, I'll get to another enemy spawn point and that same enemy will be on in that group hmm. of enemies again. The game will just play it. It'll just play that same tutorial line. Like, there's no, like, there's no variance on it. It's just, oh, you're just playing the fucking tutorial line again. <laughs> Like, like there are so many inventive ways. That, that was another thing that seemed to happen in Vesperia a lot. Oh, and, and like, and, and being like seven, eight hours in, I was still getting like just loads of like new systems upon systems upon systems being added that I was like, mm. I'm never going to engage with any of this. Why do you, why is this here? <laughs> Oh, it's such a weird thing because I literally just can't figure out if it wants me to think it's if it wants me to think of it as an RPG then I can like okay I can probably deal with the fact that your combat is kind of fucking mushy yeah. but, but if you want me to see you as an action game then uh, 
you feel really bad. <laughs> the game is the, the poor tales people being like, here, Polly, we made you a fun action game. And then it's like action game, you said, and then like taking off the gloves. Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, well, I will judge it as such then. <laughs> yeah, like that's kind of how I have to look at it. Oh, it's such a no. Weird I totally thing. get it. It's like when, when the game is trying to work on that level, and then it doesn't. No. it feels so bad. Yeah, it it's just yuck. Because RPGs are allowed to be mushy, but action games, you you, you really can't. No, no. Like, even near Automata, like, it could feel sloppy at times, but I still think that, like, I would put that closer to East than I would this, because I still think that that game still feels tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think Maybe that, like... they should just get Platinum to make their game. I mean, <laughs> you know what? Why not? They would probably have done a... a I don't know. A, a Latter-day Platinum seems to be kind of hitting... A lot of hit and miss yeah. lately. Astral Chain yeah. kind of... Astral Chain just kind of... Oh, boy, it was kind of... Oof. Not hearing a lot of good stuff coming from them lately. Nope. So it's unfortunate. Yep. It's kind of funny because watching the footage of this, I was like, I would put this in the near category where it's trying to be an action game, but there's a little RPG bent to it. Mm-hmm. This is also by a bunch of people that were making Tales games, so... Oh. It oh. kind of makes <laughs> sense. That, like, like, I kind of wonder if, like, that's the only kind of action, like, that they know, or they've been exposed to in terms of what they wanted to make was just like, hey, we'll just make something that's still a little tailsy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which will be good, right? Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the combat does look very cool, though. It's so it, funny watching, right? a, like, this review. Like I said, this is a game... Stuff. This is a game that looks incredible in the videos and screenshots. Like, it's just like, but like the moment you touch the controller, it's just like, oh, there's a disconnect here. Uh oh. I wonder if the input delay is better on PC. I really wonder. Because, like, the, like I said, when I got to like the new game continue, like settings menu, right at the start, like right on the title screen, and I like pressed the down to go to the to settings, and it was like, there was a bit of a delay to that. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> Uh aha, uh-huh. and I'm on a pro, so that's yeah. why it's real shocking to me. Uh, I would love to know, like, if there's like a PC demo or something I could look at, or something, mm. just because I, I want to know now. Like, like, is it just like this console? Is it just the console kind of running up against its end of life and them doing a game on it that maybe doesn't 100% work or what? Hmm. Basically, what I'm saying is Ease. Basically, what I'm saying is Ease Eight is awesome. <laughs> Ease Eight is so. There good. actually is a demo on Steam. Okay, good. I'm gonna check that out after after Wait. this, then, and and not update anybody afterward because this is our last episode of the year, other than game of the year. So. <laughs> you'll 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 de- you'll get the demo, love it so much that you'd buy the whole game again on Steam, play all oh, of no. it, and then it tops your game of the year. And then it's on the game you'll of the year. Oh, wouldn't that be the funniest shit? That'd be the funniest shit, wouldn't it? Ah, boy, video games are weird. So, Scarlet Nexus, thirty-five percent off on Steam. Scarlet Nexus Deluxe Edition, thirty-five percent off on Steam. Scarlet Nexus Ultimate Edition, no uh, discount. Oh, I mean, why? Ultimate Upgrade Path, forty dollars. Oh yeah, there you go. Fucking get them on the DLC. Get them on the D- yeah. Like I don't have any of the DLC. It was just like whatever. Just like it's the video game. I just bought that. 
I don't I know. I just don't want you to actually buy the video game anymore. I just need to find out now. I'm just downloading that demo. Yeah, you as, should get the demo. As soon as this fucking stream is over, I'm downloading that stupid demo. And I'm just going to see if it... Even if they just, like, delay on the title screen is all I want to know. <laughs> 40 gigs or however big it is. Who cares? It's all... I just... I want to know. I got unlimited bandwidth. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's go. That, yeah, Scarlet Nexus. I don't know... Like, I like too much of it, what it's trying to do to say that I don't like it, but at the, but at the same time, it's just like, it's not a game that I really want to play, like, right now. And, like... Did you give... Did you successfully give away your copy or not? No, I somebody had somebody was going to take it and they had ordered it a day before at GameStop and they were going to see if GameStop would let them. Uh, can't, and I, apparently, the game got there before that message got through, so they just told me to go ahead and keep it. So I'm going to keep it, I guess, but I don't. I'm not going back to it anytime soon. I yeah, just, that's kind of yeah rough. Oh well, we'll rebuy it on PC in two years when it's five dollars. There you go. Like it'll be like. 15 bucks in 2024 we'll get it yeah. and it'll be game of the year like the, 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 the underrated gem from 2021 video games this is why Rhett doesn't play video games <laughs> god damn he didn't have to be disappointed in a $60 game purchase oh I just I appreciate well I appreciate that when one of us makes the big per makes the big splurge <laughs> on the new the big new RPG, um, and or the big new AAA game, later. and then and then gets fills us fills the rest of us in, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like when one when um, one of us played um, Death Stranding and let the other ones know how it was. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. Any day now. Any day now. Any day it's now. happening. It's totally happening. Because sometimes they are good, and then we all get pulled in, and it's yeah. Fun. I wanted that to be the case. I wanted that to be the case so bad because again, like I know I, you were the champion for this game, this but then game, you didn't actually play it, it for. Did, I didn't play it for months. five months because I just didn't want to play a big video game. <laughs> so then you got like Thanksgiving week, and it's like, all right, now's the time to chow down on a big old video game. And two days in, crap, I don't like it. Well, <laughs> there go my plans. Back to playing Labyrinth of Toho. Oh my god! Back to playing a dungeon. <laughs> Just Hannah May probably has the dungeon crawlers. <laughs> and I'm Shin Megami Tensei Five. There's no excuse. I just don't. I don't know. I'm not in the mood for that one. Oh, that's true. There is a brand new Shin Megami Tensei. Do it. <laughs> it's got a very, just, very pretty boy in it too. I like him a lot. He's very pretty. You did just play um, Nocturne not long ago. Yeah, that was back in. That was right when I got Scarlet Nexus. <laughs> hey, John. How's it going? Doing well. Doing well? Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Look at you. Little stand-up guy. That's me. That is. It is. Everybody says that about you. Everybody I talk to is a real stand-up guy. He's got a stand-up desk and everything. He's so (laughs) stand-up. He does stand-up comedy. He's just a real stand-up guy. (laughs) I derailed so thoroughly. I I don't know why. I don't know why I chose to turn that into a bit, but that's where we're at now. That's where we're at now. This is where we're at now. I'm just making a stand for my choice of comedy. <laughs> is that a JoJo reference? <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I can't go. Never. Oh, God. Brett, why did you have the best joke in the goddamn podcast and it had to be a JoJo joke? <laughs> God damn it. I'm so... Oh, I am perturbed. Oh, man. 
Ah, oh, my feelings. Oh, my humor are... is just saying, is that a reference? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Persona 5 reference. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Persona 5 invented references. <laughs> Persona 5 invented JoJo. Wow, is that a ZTD reference? <laughs> Not playing ZTD. <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was good. Now, like, I never, like, like I I can't watch her anymore because there's nothing else she's doing that I'd want to watch. It's fine. It's a bummer. She'll probably do Somnium Files, too. Probably. That's like a year and a million from now. Aww. Isn't it like February? I. It just says spring, so it could be anywhere. Oh, it could be anywhere okay. from, like, it could be anywhere from, like, March to, like, the end of June. Okay. All right, all right. So podcasting, we're back. We're doing that. We're here. We are. Right. We are. We're standing up. We're standing up right now. Standing up for what's right. We're standing up for podcasts everywhere. Except I mean, there's only one because we're the only one. So. <laughs> this is it. This is the last like round table before game of the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. this has got to be the one that counts. And so far, I'd give this about a five. <laughs> So, got some catching up to do in the second half, John Thayer. Oh, God. (laughs) Wait, that's my line. (laughs) (laughs) can switch it up in a second. I only have one thing to talk about, and it's one of the ones where I have to do a content warning. (laughs) All right, it's fine. It's fine. It's probably good. We can do this one. We can do this one. I'm here for it. Let's go. All right. All right. I've been up to... I want you to sell me on this game, John. Sell me on this game because okay, I'm not going to. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not going to sell you on this game. Okay, content warnings up front. Let's get them out of the way, John. Um, this is another Alisoft game. They did rants, which means there's a lot of there <laughs> is some um, there is rape and it's a, these are porn games and there's rape content and mm-hmm. there's ugly content and there's generally some ugly offensive stuff in there and I'm going to talk about that for a little all bit. right. So you can probably. See, Dip out or skip ahead if you want. I'm not gonna like dwell on anything, but that's that's the nature of these games. Um, and I kind of so I'm playing a Venacle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like 30 hours in. I oh. thought that how long to beat said 22 hours. Um, I am on chapter five of seven. This oh. is going to be a 50 hour game, easy. Wow. How many wives do you have? What? How many oh, wives? I have I have seven wives. Seven wives? That's a good number. That's a good number of wives. Um, so the, go sorry, ahead, Did right? you say the max is ten? I think the, the end game is going to be ten. Three more to go. Yeah. Um, I, 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 they are, they're floating candidates at candidates <laughs> as you play. So I, I know I'm, I'm excited about one and a couple others probably. Mm. Um. So this is, again, this is by the people that made Rants. The big difference, I think, is there's a lot of similarities in tone and lore. They they bring in, um, like, the elves in Rants, the way that they are presented and how their, their how, how the lore with their characters is the same as Rants. Mm-hmm. They literally mention, like, oh, yeah, the whole world is flat and it's on a turtle's back. Um, <clears throat> and... Just like a, a number of little things like that, there's definitely a, a tonal similarity and lore similarity. The big difference is that Asterisk, Aster, the main boy, mm-hmm. he's really nice. Oh, well, I mean, okay, that's a good start. <laughs> he's so he's so 
nice, and he loves girls so much. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And we could have just named him Rhett. We could have just named him Rhett. And in the world of Avenical, there's two rules that are divinely decreed, and that's that you cannot kill anyone. Huh. Um, and you cannot kill a human, another human, and you cannot um, have sex with more than one person. And if you have sex with that person, then you become married, and you can't have sex with any other person. <gasps> uh oh. Um, I would be you, in trouble. And if you break either of these rules, then you are marked as an outlaw, and you can no longer. And if you try to grow food, it will it'll wither away. If you try to make things, they'll they'll fall apart in your hands. You will lose Mother Eve's blessing. Oh God, be, this is terrible. Yeah, and be like ca- basically cast out from the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and except, except knights in the service of Mother Eve are given the ability to break both, are allowed to break both rules. Uh, they, they, can, they can kill outlaws in the service of their king, and they can have, take, and they can have multiple spouses. Wow. So, that is, so, Aster is raised by his two sisters, not blood-related, so it's fine, and he loves both of them, and he wants to, and he wants to marry both oh. of them, and they tell him, you need to go... <laughs> And become a knight if you want to marry us. And he says, okay. So he leaves his podunk isle and lands on the shore. Immediately runs into a princess. I mean, that's how it goes. And then the, and then the story progresses from there. And he is, he's very strong. He's very horny. He's very nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. And he's very, he's very honest. This is just <laughs> red. It's just red. <laughs> Um, in this world, you can pray at Mother Eve's church, and it will remove any of your impure thoughts and desires. It'll, it'll be cleansed from you. Um, so most people here, in order to abide by the rules, are praying a lot and not very horny. So uh, for a lot of the ladies that Asta runs into, his frank interest in them and expressing it in uh, just kind of straightforwardly um, is pretty refreshing in this world. Hmm. So he kind of ma- he kind of endears himself to a lot of people and a lot of ladies right away, and then things kind of progress from there. And he find and he makes and he takes his first wife, and then becomes a knight for after saving um, saving the day. And he can have two wives, and he has, and he immediately marries somebody else, and then he becomes saves the day again and be- becomes a higher ranked knight and can marry four wives. Sounds like you forgot about the sister thing. Um, well, he eventually goes back. Well, he, the sisters tell him not to come back until he already has a lot. He's a high ranked knight and he has a lot of wives. Until you got like 27 wives because we really don't want to be fucking our brother. (laughs) They really, really, you have to understand. They really do. Um, this is, they really do. Um, but they want him to be of a certain caliber first. Right. Um, there's a twist to the, there's a twist to the nature of the, of the two sisters. Mm. Um, I think it, I think it's pretty comparable with similar twists and ease with pairs <laughs> of pretty ladies that Adol runs into sometimes in the early games. Um, they're very good. So, um, this game has placed a lot of emphasis on like building the lore, um, building the story. It actually has like a pretty cool the 
it feels a lot like Trails. Like, the villain, the villains are straight up, have an Ouroboros symbol tattooed on them, and they go, we're Snake Crest, because we eat oh each other my lives God. and make our own goals. Oh my god. <laughs> it's very... It's we very found fun. horny trails! Um, we found better trails, I could whoa, say. Whoa, whoa. Um, alright, alright, Thyre. I think you need to back off. Well, if we're talking in terms of how much fun am I having moment to moment? Ah, okay, wow. that's probably oh. fair. That I mean, this podcast is done. <laughs> this is this is y'all. This is the twelfth RPG I've played through this year. This that's twelfth long RPG I've played through this year. That's so many RPGs. If it was any of the other ones I played through, I would be like dead on my feet. I'll be exhausted. Yeah. But instead, I got. The Alasoft epic where every moment is just pure joy. This one, like, it's like, yeah, like I can play any other RPG, but what one's going to get my dick real hard? Uh, yeah, it's basically, it's, it's good porn. Of course, it's good <laughs> I mean, porn some of the Alistoft. stuff I've seen you posting, it's like, okay, you know what? I, I, if it was this, I could probably buy in. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not um, going to play this game, but I will go to eHentai and download the CG set. That's actually Excellent. a good idea. Why didn't I think of that? I'm <gasps> smart. Goddamn. When uh, it comes- maybe let one of you filter filter them a bit. Um, there's so there is non-con content mm. kind of throughout like right. each episode, like each chapter. There's been one or two, and it's basically like. The way it's played out is that it's like in the content of the story, it's like, oh, this is so awful. And usually, and then um, Aster swoops in and then like kills the people. Like usually, it's outlaws. Okay, Aster's not the one doing it. Okay, no. Aster's okay, not the one doing it. okay. Because no, I was about to say, boy. if he's the good boy, mm-hmm. he can't be going around being rants. No, he is not rants. Um, so he'll, he'll swoop in and then kill and then kill the outlaws. And but so it's like, and then they'll be like, oh, this is so sad and tragic and awful. But then they still like are lovingly pornographically depicting it. Yeah. So it's like, um, that's that's the you don't have to defend like, it. You don't have to no, defend I, it. No, no, yeah. There's no way to. De- there's no way to. De- it's not really defending. It's like um, that's what you're in for essentially. Yeah. Is that it essentially dips back into classic Alisoft. Yeah, yeah. You were playing an Alisoft game. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. There's a scene where there is a scene where a monster kills and eats a lady. Well, there you that's go. Very the very horniest thing John could have seen all well. day. So like it, there's like a lot of um there there are there are definitely parts where it dips back into being um like very classic Alisoft you could say right. there's one that that one part particularly was like oh this is as fucked up as I've pretty much only seen this this level of fucked up in Urobuchi games ooh god so whew, good on ya um but for the most part it's like this very wholesome poly fantasy of like <laughs> uh, me like, fantasy a uh, me <laughs> fantasy gotcha every time you say that you gotta clarify <laughs> that's true i did not even consider that i but- mean you got like uh, there are screenshots that i've seen that you could classify as poly fantasy but <laughs> that's probably not what we're talking about here but like the um it's 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 commitment porn yeah. is what it is mm. It's it is the fantasy of being this boy who joyfully, happily leaps into 
just committing to these these girls for the rest of his life and is like completely right. happy about that. Yeah. His pile seven wives, most of who have very large pillows. <laughs> <laughs> um and and like they all have a house together and they make nice meals together and they schedule times to ha- and they schedule like this boy going to be busy who gets to sleep oh but he it's fine it's he's he's up for it that's part of the fantasy um, I mean that's how it is you can't be you can't be a schlub and and be a character in a porn game you just got to got to be ready to go 30 seconds after you just went this is a later reveal but part of it is that um <clears throat> The goddess sisters specifically fed him like oh good god special special like mushrooms growing up to increase his vitality. Oh my oh my god! god. <laughs> this is like so that's brilliant. That... that is brilliant. They're like, are you sure you don't care that we're two hundred years old and raised you? And they're like, nah. And he's like, nah. Like, you know, some would it... call that grooming. Yeah. Uh, uh, Quite literally, quite yeah. so, literal yeah. grooming. So that that's sort of the that's sort of the chimera here is that the the base fantasy is very cute, and then throughout <laughs> it still has like very grody, um, grody parts. So like it's a very it's a very it's a much gentler kind of game than any of the rances. Yeah, um, it's like if you're interested in what Alisoft has to offer, like this is probably the entry point. Um, but it's still a lot of that, and then there's. Um, um, there is like kind of like the the little sister archetype wife, and that sucks too. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm really excited in where the story goes. The ideal outcome here is the ideal outcome here would be that they kind of upend the nature of the world a bit, like confront Mother Eve, because the nature of the world sucks. It's weird, like, yeah. For like everyone what, else, it sounds awful. Yeah, like for w- one of the main conflicts here is that. If somebody is assaulted, then they become outlaws. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> so then, so like that—that's like a thing in like the second chapter. Is you find this like camp where camp where um uh one of the mayors is helping take care of like outlaw women who were assaulted, and that's real like, shitty. <laughs> that's oh. real shitty. Oh. <laughs> and, and they have to keep it secret because the people, the outlaws, are so stigmatized. Like, that's so grody. Yeah, that's the real... Yeah. F- like, oh, hey, cool, guess what? Guess who's not on board for this game ever again? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Wanted to be straightforward. Um, so it's like... They, 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 they engage with that, frankly, make you, like, sympathize with all of the characters and whatnot, but I don't really get the sense that they're going to, like, sort of actually... Like, the, the ideal ending would be that they go fight Mother Eve... And, yeah. and like break this awful system. Yeah, but I already looked at the Steam description for Eventicle Two, and the rules are very much the same. Yeah. So, yeah, the I, fact I, that there's a sequel already. Well, it's, a, it's a completely different cast for one thing. Um, oh, but, okay. But they do lay out in the in the Steam description like, oh, in this world you can only marry one person. So it's like, oh well, maybe it's a prequel. Who can say? That'd be nice. Ooh. Um. So I'm having a lot of fun. I'm kind of trying to temper my expectations for how it's going to resolve. Because, um, again, those setup bits with, like, the camp and whatnot were so potent in a way that is only good if you can follow up on it. And I don't think that yeah. they necessarily are. Um, so I'm excited. I'm on, like I said, I'm on Chapter 5 of 7. And they've mm-hmm. just had a bunch of, like, these really fun episodes that resolve nicely. The RPG stuff is cute. It's very streamlined and light. 
Um, but it's and it's very fast. So it's like just a nice little <laughs> hit, just like a hit of RPG, and then you're back to like the the fun character interactions and whatnot. Um, I think you could say that it's probably too easy. Um, mm. It doesn't feel like completely brain dead. Like I'm still having fun with it, um, but it, it is probably a little too simple and light. But just because it's so fast, I'm just pretty much content with it, and it's and the presentation is really cute and lovely. Gotcha. After Riviera, I want fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything I, works. <laughs> yeah, th- I think it's a sort of something to think of as like a VN with like a little RPG, just a like, yeah. little little I RPG as a maybe treat. They know what people are here for. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is weird because like apparently the Rants games just get fucking hard, <laughs> like really get like really hardcore. Yeah, that's the I thing. Mean, Rants is weird because the breakout hit was like the big crazy strategy RPG one. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like, oh yeah, expect to permanently lose halfway through and have to start <laughs> over from the beginning. In your porn game. In your porn game. And then like the 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 feedback I heard on Rants 10 was like, boy, these bosses are really fucking hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rants, this boss is harder than me. <laughs> <laughs> So it maybe in both a system I heard somebody joke that a medical was boneless rants. Oh good god. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm having a ton of fun with this. Um it was the if there was gonna be an RPG to finish up this fucking <laughs> marathon year, uh this absurd marathon year, um it was gonna be this one. Why wouldn't it be? Like I was about to say that. It's like if we're in if John if this is the end of John Thayer's year in consideration Boy, did you just pick a good one to go out on? <laughs> yeah, I really want to finish it in the next two weeks so I can have some, so I can, you know, consider things. <laughs> As in, where to place it on Game of the Year? Do you know if if it, if maybe it'll I, maybe it'll completely shit the bed later on? But right now, I'm having that's the a thing. Lot it's like fun. I would not put a game I haven't finished on Game of the Year because you have no idea what could yeah. happen. No, yeah. I, I would. I would it's dangerous. I, I am especially with like the way you're talking about the last two chapter stories being. Is it going to pay off or not? Like, it could mm-hmm. really go either way. Yeah, exactly. Um, it could could be game of the year. Yep. It could be. It could. It's. Pro- let's face it. It's probably going to be the game of the year. Oh, oh geez. Geez. <laughs> Jesus. No, no, that's great. no, that was very kidding. That was, I was just very much joking around there. Um, I did joke on the phone uh, when someone else is playing it with me. Just like... Um, um, what, well, what else is going on? What else is going on the list? Fucking, <laughs> I, just, I just keep comparing it with Trails as a joke. Oh, funny. God. Ah, uh, yes, the part in Trails where Joshua left his not-blood-related sister to marry ten other women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he certainly had his pick, that's for sure. You wouldn't have to change that much. Nah. Oh, it's so funny jumping between Alisoft and Falcon because, like... Because of the fun... The, the way they parallel is wild. It's really strange. They will absolutely, like, play with harem-y dynamics and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but then they'll always pull back. Um, it's very funny. Again, like, the, 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 the biggest thing for me here is just, like, that it is just commitment porn. Um, cause that is a big, a nice thing in my heart. That is a very pleasant fantasy to jump into. And it's kind of funny how I feel like Alisoft came into my life with the Rance 1 remake last year at exactly the time I needed that. 
and now I feel like they're coming into my life again with a Venacle <laughs> at exactly the time I need it. And it's they really fun. are your Falcom. What? They really are your Falcom. They're becoming my. They're certainly becoming my Falcom as of late. So that is fucking everything I've been up to. Hey, what if the last wife in this is Alice? Dude, soft. That has been my thing. It's like, dude, like the only way I want to play one of these games is if you get to bone Alice. That's the only thing. It's like, you know what? If you give me a game where you get to fuck Alice, I will play it. Um, she is a playable character in Dona Dona, which inexplicably got translated and released out of nowhere what? very recently. Oh, wild. It's by the same team as the Rance 1 remake, so I'm like, ooh, oh, okay. Gotcha. That one sounds very gnarly. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Like, in comparison to fucking what at this point? <laughs> so that was, again, the, the John Smut hour. John, you've had a fantastic year of content. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Polly. I, I do my best. It's been great. It's been a it has been a trip oh, every geez. two week every two weeks coming in and just being like, "Well, what Steyer got for me this time?" And I'm just opening, I'm opening so Pandora's con- box. I'm just so consistently sitting here with my mouth agape the whole time, just like this is this is not like like when we started this show seven years ago. Oh God, I didn't see this being anywhere where we would be. All these years later, boy, we ca- we've come a long way from you know celebrating the Sega Genesis. <laughs> this is the Sonic episode. We're going to talk about our favorite Sonic games. Good Lord, <laughs> God, can you imagine if we would have stuck to that boring ass format? We would never have made it to year three. I would have done tapped What's out. Your favorite Zelda game? Oh God! <laughs> Do no! For your favorite Zeldas from one to three, and <sighs> I will compare that with the community listing. Three D Mario games are a breed of their own. <laughs> <laughs> Did we ever really fully do that? I guess once or twice. We did, but like those early episodes always had a theme, and then we dropped that by like episode ten. Because yeah. <laughs> I know we've done discussions for big things like Majora's Mask. Yeah, and, like, that was like our. Play it was the first five-hour episode. Five episodes yeah. in. But I do remember doing like the roguelike episode, and like yep. we dropped that real we fucking dropped, quick. Yeah, it was like, well, we're done. That's not gonna work. We have too much. We have too much garbage to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> garbage, garbage. <gasps> Red, I don't think you have any garbage whatsoever, do you? <laughs> Absolutely not. Nah, let's go. What you got? Okay, so I'm ca- trying to do a little chronological thing here. So I had finished up Toradora like last Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, kind of feeling tapped out on anime for a bit. Not because of that show or anything. It's just like, hey, you know, it had been petering a bit with, you know, the previous shows. It's like, okay, video games. All right, let's get back in. And then, lo and behold, there was a big-ass week-early Black Friday Nintendo sale. Oh. Because y'all know Nintendo games, they like to stay at $60. Yeah, yeah, they do. So I I saw a sale where, like, they were like twenty five bucks for some of those. I was shocked ones because the prices were lower than their Black Friday prices. Yeah, that I was, was like, like what? There was nothing I wanted, unfortunately. But I was just like, what? I know, right? I I was looking through the list, like, well, I was only consi- I was considering three houses, but I was just like, I I'm just so over Fire Emblem at this point. 
I just don't want to play a 3,000-hour game. That, too. Yeah, I can't imagine playing three houses. I, I want to play Fire Emblem, but, like... Lo- look, I love the characters. I love my I love my headcanon of what all of these characters are, but I will never play three houses. <laughs> Much like new Pokemon. There you go. God, I, I will say... New Pokemon looks like fucking trash. I'm God, sorry. God, I'm oh, yeah. That just yeah. And people are gonna still pay, you know, sixty bucks for that, and it's gonna sell Anyways, millions. I will say, looking at footage of Three Houses after immediately after playing Awakening last year was like, you know, it just seemed so gorgeous in comparison. To oh yeah, like that little like, 3ds game. Also, also, but trivia, the same character that did the, or the same person that did the character designs for Three Houses also designed all the characters for I, the Somnium Files. Oh. There you go. Neat. So I did buy one thing, though, in the big Nintendo sales. Uh Uh-oh, what'd you buy? What'd you buy? I bought something that came up on the podcast a few minutes ago, Astral Chain. Uh, oh. (laughs) So I, I was like, okay. This is my this is my get back into games game. Oh no! I played the first mission, and besides the frame rate, which I wish they had targeted sixty. It's a very pretty game, but so it runs at thirty yeah. on the Switch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like towards the end of the boss fight, at the end of the first chapter, there's a lot going on, and I was uh, just like, oh, I can oh. see how this might get a little confusing. But I had a good time. It's very bombastic opening where like you start on a motorcycle just shooting yeah. shit like it's, it like, is oh, a, okay. it's a good video game ass video yeah. game opening yeah so i played chapter one and put it down for the night because mm-hmm. it was pretty late inexplicably monday night back in anime uh, <laughs> <good> lord <laughs> well you sampled you, you tried i sampled gave it the old college try of like half an hour, half an hour, um, thirty minutes of of, uh, of some quality video game playing. Yeah. So I looked at like a decade of anime where I just went through my anime list because John had joked that I was like getting into the weeds now with like yeah you were more obscure picks bottom of the barrel. We're just going for anything I mean, and everything now. Hey, don't say bottom of the barrel when the last show I watched was Toradora. <laughs> like uh, I mean, I meant before Toradora. Like we're kind of just mm-hmm. scraping here. But I was scraping in a good way. Like, hey, if yeah. a show has like an 8.6 and I've never heard of it, maybe it's at least worth looking into to some degree. So I just no, went I think, through. I think it's really, I think it's really joyous. I think it's like finding yeah. a neat, finding a thing and just like you're, you, you're not just go, jumping into like what your social circle says is good. You're, mm-hmm. you're jumping into a bunch of stuff trying to find new cool shit that to yeah. excite you. And I think that rules. I think I was kind of, I always think about it when I go through like the anime charts where it's just like subconsciously I think I'm looking for the next Simpho gear. Yeah, that's kind of what I always think is that that's going through your mind as well. Cuz like like I went through on my anime list I just went through every season since like 2008 and I had them sorted by score so like the the quote unquote best stuff shows at the up at the top. Yeah. And then, and then I'm seeing shows I really liked at like seven or like six points eight or something. I'm just like, oh, but I like that one. So it's like it's obviously not a foolproof method. But then when I get to 2019, I see Sinful Gear XV like at the top of that season. I'm just like, is this the moment I would have seen it and been like, what the fuck is this thing with five seasons I've never heard of? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I tagged like 30 shows, like a ridiculous number. Right. Mm-hmm. I was just like. I was just like, open that tab, bookmark it, and look at it later. Like, read the description later. Like, these are just 
They're just like cons- light considerations. No commitment. There was one show, though, that jumped out to me because I know what it was. It's based on a visual novel oh, that John had okay. that John yeah. had started. Yeah! And then immediately fell off of. I, oh, I, I, good. I fell off it, but it looked fucking adorable. Like, I didn't have any, I didn't have any, like, negativity about it. I just yeah. was like, oh, it's this just, isn't quite the right time for a 60-hour VN. It's a very long VN, as well as having multiple sequels. So I thought, hey, I'll get the Cliff Notes version by watching the anime. I mean, it worked for Stein's Gate because that was a really good adaptation. So yeah. good visual novel adaptations of big, ambitious works like that can work. They can work. They don't always work. No, uh, no. Okay, so I watched two seasons and an OVA of The Fruit of Grisaya. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, oh boy. I, so I have to talk carefully about this one because John is interested in don't spoil, the Don't game. spoil the 60-hour VN, but... <laughs> so, so the story starts off with this boy goes to a new high school and... He finds out there's only five other students there, mm-hmm. and they're all girls. Not me, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so on the nose with it being, you know, that type of harem setup. Mm-hmm. And, like, the girls' personalities are even what we joked about earlier, <laughs> where, like, there's the cool girl, the the kind of flirty normal one. The total nice ditz wife, cool wife, ditz wife. Yeah, little ditz sister. wife. The little, the little sister is just so on the nose. Oh, jeez. Where like she, okay, this is the smallest of spoilers. She evolves at some point from little sister to like daughter. What? Okay. She just straight start up straight. Call she calls him daddy by the end or like papa. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, and then there's a fifth girl who is made. Like, right. that's her archetype. Oh, I forgot that one. Yeah. Good. For breaking new guns. But, like, they all have their archetypes. Mm. But, like, the ditzy girl is, like, pre- at the very start, she's pretending to be a tsundere. Like, she's acting mm. as the typical tsundere. And then the actual tsundere, the cool girl, uh, pulls out a box cutter and tries to stab him. Oh. Oh. Okay. And he's he's able to very quickly disarm her because you learn early on that this guy is not just a normal high schooler. There's a shower scene with him and you see he's got like scars all over his body. He has training to some degree. Yeah. So John, how much do you know about him? I just don't want to say anything like... He he seems like he has some kind of military training and a mysterious past of some sort that they'll unveil over the course of the story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Over the... Or maybe over the course of three stories. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, he has military training, basically. Like, the overall main theme of the stories is military. Like, mm-hmm. that comes up a lot. But for right now, he's got these five weird girls, and he needs to f- f- fix them, basically. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Good lord. Beautiful. Yeah. So the dream. The, the visual novel is very much a porn VN. Of course. Uh-huh. The anime has some nudity. It doesn't have any outright sex, mm. but you can kind of tell where it would be. And then there's little specials included with the DVDs that are pretty spicy at times. Um, so the first season is Fruta Grisaya. That's the first game. And it's basically just 
an absolute blitz speed run through that story. Okay. And people don't like this adaptation because it just goes so nightmarishly fast for what is lo- for what is the longest game. Mm-hmm. Like I looked it up early, when you it's like Google- hours. It's absurd. I searched Grisaya and the first thing that came up was an LP and it said like part 227. Oh god. And so I looked at the full thing and it's like 270 episodes that are like 15 to an hour long. <laughs> it's a big boy. Yep. It's a big I was just about to say it's a big boy. <laughs> yeah. So like the first 3 episodes are just, you know, the regular school life setting things up and then it just starts going into arcs for each of the five girls. Mm-hmm. And this is only a 13 episode show or maybe it's 12. It's like so like some of the girls' stories are getting a single episode. Woof. Oh no. These are probably like 10 hour arcs. <laughs> yeah. There's one oh that is basically God. like two scenes because they have to put so much into the second scene because mm-hmm. it's like her entire her entire everything payoff is in is being crammed into one scene. There's like the setup and the payoff. It's just like aggressively fast. Mm-hmm. And then the last girl's story is like five episodes. So they also they're also extremely not weighted equally. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like, that might be the way to do it. Where it's just trying trying to put, do two episodes for five different stories in an anime. Yeah. Like if it's if you just base it all on one girl, then maybe you can at least well, try to get the, a de- decent payoff there. The way people were saying it is like this should have just been a two season thing. Like take your time with doing a couple stories and then save three more for season two. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that though. They just blitzed through everything in season one. Yeah, it seems rough. So it seems like Higurashi times. Oh, like Higurashi oh yeah, times you, like five. I Higurashi was like six arcs in twenty four episodes, but again, it was a two season thing. Imagine trying to do like. Motanagashi in one episode. Oh my oh, god. I'm I'm sure these stories were like dramatically simplified to fit a single episode, so it's like I can't even imagine what they actually are. Like the I saw one yeah. specific thing where someone is like, they completely cut the reason Sakaki hates men and tries to stab this dude. Oh and it's like, okay. oh, that seemed kind of important. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I still don't know, having watched the show. Um, but it ends... It gets... These stories are really ridiculous. Like, every girl has her issues and her baggage. Mm-hmm. And then somehow, his set of skills, military-wise, <laughs> helps resolve issues. Seems and like that's get, a substitute for his dick in the visual novel. No, I'm sure in the visual novel it, that all happens, and then he has sex with them. Oh. But, like, it is very... It gets pretty absurd, but not in, a like, a fantasy way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, okay, this is completely implausible, but, like, technically could happen? It seems um, like it's trying... It seems like it's trying to do, like, this sort of the studio key thing. But, oh, jeez. Like, a, lot, a lot goofier, funnier, and yeah. sillier. It's very over the top, like... Yeah. But, like, yeah. So, like, I really... I actually liked season one in spite of the madness of it because it was such such an easy, like, nonsense watch. It kind of reminded me of, like, how I binged through No Game, No Life. Where it's just, like, (laughs) 
this is stupid in a funny way that I really enjoy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, season two is kind of weird because season two is ten episodes, but then there's an OVA that's 40 minutes long. So that's basically the first two episodes there. Okay. But then the OVA is named Labyrinth of Grisaia, which is the second game. And then the second season is Eden of Grisaia, which is the which third is the game. third game. Hmm. So I don't think they actually put the second game into 40 minutes. And also, like, season two immediately picks up where the OVA le- leaves off. Like, okay. it's just the first two episodes. And I don't... That's what I was trying to look up before the podcast is like, where does this st- th- these stories actually start and end? And I still don't really know what the VN of Labyrinth is. Mm-hmm. But basically, the second part of the story, after he's fixed all the girls, is massive flashback into Yuji's backstory and his whole deal. Yeah, yeah. And this part kind of lost me a bit because at that by this point in the story, you've been told a lot of what his deal is, mm-hmm. but now you're being shown it. So you know where it's all going. Uh, yeah. And now the pacing is actually fixed now, so it takes six episodes. Oh. So, so it's like, okay, I know where this is going. I know where this is going. And even then, like, his backstory is a lot. But it's like, it just kind of felt hard to completely connect to it emotionally. And then the last six episodes of season two are, like, the finale. And it just, it goes buck wild in a way. And I was just like, man... How did this start off where it was with five girls in a high school? This sounds so tonally confused and That's, weird in a way that I don't know that I can follow it. It's It really felt like four shows in one. Where it's like you have the first half of season one, which is fixing for the girls. And then you have the back half of season one, which is the fifth girl's issues, which her whole thing is so much more developed on, you know, where it takes like mm-hmm. four episodes for her. Ep- her backstory is four episodes long. Like the amount of time they give it is so dramatically. It's, it's so much more than everybody else. Where it's yeah. just, Oh, this, this has just become a different show for a quarter of its runtime, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have a ton of his backstory and then you have the finale. It's just like, they feel so kind of distinct from each other that it is weird that they are all part of the same story. Mm-hmm. So that that was where it kind of became like hard to figure out what the overall message and tone of the series was. Right. What the vision was. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Where it's like, imagine going from like the start of Higurashi to the end of Higurashi in a quarter of the time. Ooh. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. So... I don't dislike the series, but I think the anime still left some something missing there. It sounds like playing the the, the right path. Yeah, yeah, playing the game. yeah. yeah. But, but also, if you, you want to engage, if yeah, for sure. But also, I'm not sure if this is story also worth taking like 80 hours to read all of. Yeah, because that... I can't imagine how you're gonna drag it out quite that much. Like I saw. The same 260 episode LP for uh, Fruit, the first game. Mm-hmm. Like that person did the the prologue of Eden, like the first half, and that was like another 60 episode LP. Good God! Like this thing maybe seems wordy in a way that's completely excessive. Maybe a little. Like somebody needed I, I, that I, edit yeah. button. 
I played the first five hours and like the voice seemed like really nice to me. Like it seemed like it was it was just kind of going through. Yeah. Like. It was kind of just fucking around, like, here's all the, here are these little incidental moments with these characters, but it felt like, I don't know, it felt nice to me. I, and that was yeah. in the boring, that was in the boring common route part, people say, is is really long, so. Yeah, that's know. like the first three episodes of the anime, it's just like, oh, we're just, you know, we're just palling around. Mm-hmm. Did you get to, like, Shark Pouch? No. Okay. No, that is. <laughs> One of the girls is, like, a seamstress, she makes a thing for him, and it's cute, and that's. Aww. <laughs> Good. But she she also makes it in like ten minutes because she's mm-hmm. like got abilities. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> they do a v, they do Go a ahead. visual novel. Yeah, they do a visual novel moment right near the end of the anime, and I was just like, oh my god, that would break me if done. If well you were like a hundred yeah, executed like well. million percent. If you were so invested in the story, that would it would be a complete break me moment. Mm. <laughs> and like the way things play out like action in a VN like okay the sixth arc of Higurashi the really good one yeah like the way the the whole finale of that is like three hours long <laughs> yeah versus like a single episode in the anime yeah and it's so much cooler when you get all that investment in detail in the visual novel. Yeah. Like they're like, painting pictures. See... They're painting so many pictures with words, yeah. despite the fact that like animation has all the pictures, but it just doesn't yeah. have the time. Mm-hmm. So like there's ways I could see this really landing, mm. but also it's a very goofy and kind of disjointed story. Right. I and if... make, I am not dissuaged from wanting okay. to take degrees at a deep time. Okay. That's good. I didn't eventually I was like, no, I'm not gonna say don't fucking touch this. Uh-huh. also a little problematic at some points. I was gonna say I was gonna say how how messy is it, Red? <laughs> this is how this is your this is how you hook John. You don't have to go into details. You can just you can just like up and down. Uh there okay trying to think there's one so like there's one character i really liked Mm -hmm. and then in like the extras for season one like the sexy stuff Mm. they kind of committed a little character assassination oh no oof and i was like well that's and i'm just like well that's just kind of a non-canon thing and then in season two it was like oh no that's absolutely just how she actually is and they kind of ignored it in season one proper gotcha so it's kind of messy for sure. Mm. Okay, okay. <laughs> thank you, Matt. Thank you for th- thank you for taking the taking a look at this. Like this is a this is a story I've kind of admired from yeah. afar just because it's pretty. It's very pretty and well produced. It's so also. pretty, yeah. Like it's the immediately game, got a, the game has an immediate look and style. It's just like, oh, those are some cute five girls. <laughs> I love Sakaki, even though I have no idea what her deal is. <laughs> She she pulls a box cutter on him. Hot. Yep. That's that's hot girl energy right there. Yeah. She is ultra tsundere. Girl in my dreams wants to take my fucking jugular out. Yeah. Uh-huh. So in the we middle of that, go yeah. ahead. We all well, want I'm a girl gonna... who would kill us. It seems to be. The, <laughs> it seems to be here. a common theme. I think really. Yeah. Hmm. So in the middle of that, I inexplicably, inexplicably found a game I did want to play. Uh-huh. 
which was Grand Theft Auto Five. I don't know how that happened. How did? Okay, yeah, that's so weird to me because it just felt like the most anti-ret thing I could imagine. I hated four. I've hated yeah. every Rockstar game I've played. Because they're always so damn behind the curve. They develop in a bubble and never advance with their genres at all. I think a lot of it was, boy, I miss Saints Row. Oh, this one looks at least a little sillier and controlling better than whatever the fuck 4 was doing. 4 was fine. It's just weighty. 5 is more arcadey again. It's fine. Yeah, I like arcadey. Also, the, they in the remastered version that they did for the newer consoles... And PC. Yeah. There's first person mode now. And first person mode's fucking crazy. That, I can't imagine playing one of these games in first person. It just feels it's like... It's so was... cool. Oh, jeez. Like, doing the the driving stuff and, like, the heists in first person mode while driving. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> like, you'll being just there and seeing the character in the passenger seat like jump out and get on the hood of the car yeah, jump like, onto the crane but seeing all that stuff happen in that way from that perspective just sounds so crazy to me yeah so i would keep playing this except then i saw oh absolutely of course someone's put a vr mode in it oh good <laughs> so i kind of want to hold off a bit well i mean you did just make an investment I did just buy something, but it won't be here till like January. Oh no, that's unfortunate. Because remember, they were sold out. Yeah, they were sold back. out, but then it came back. But it came back with with a note saying, "We'll ship by January 11th," and I was like, "Fuck it, fine, whatever." Yeah, that might be really cool in VR. I think that more than cool. I mean, it's already cool enough being in first person in what is like probably the most budgety. Not budgety, but, like, GTA is interesting because it's like, hey, what can we make if we just throw all the fucking money at it? Mm. Mm -hmm. I've never... Because they just... They spare no expense. They really do. Like, the first thing... The first fucking thing I did in this game was just sit down on the couch, turn on the TV, and I'm flipping through channels, and there's, like, an anime parody. Yeah. And, And I just sat there and watched it, and I was like... How long is this? Those games commit. Those games commit to shit like that. They made like a whole twenty minute episode. Yeah, it's a whole twenty minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just sat there and watched the whole thing, and I'm just like, "Yep, that's that's how Franklin starts his journey is just watching anime." Playing. It's like instant relate. This is my in into this world finally. But like, just it's so dense with just stuff and like you just see the money pouring out. Just, like, the way the world is designed and, like, it's a city, but it's not, like, a grid like New York where it's just, like, every inch feels handcrafted. Yeah, it, like, Grand Theft Auto V is, is handcrafted probably in a way that no other game in the series really I've, feels. Like, it just feels yeah. so freaking, like, labored on to the point of exhaustion, which probably like, isn't really all that far I from know, the truth. I know, <laughs> Like, I can't get into... Hey, people like fucking work themselves to the bone for this, but like the result is just impressive on a technical marvel level. Yeah. Like driving in first person is such a fucking nightmare because those streets are just <laughs> those streets make no sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like city driving is hard enough, and their approximation of L.A. is just even worse. It's intense. <laughs> Where it's just like, oh, this lane merges over here. Oh, like fucking like six way intersections all over the place. It's just. 
It's so dense. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, if I can get that working in VR, holy Ooh, shit. Oh, boy. It's just one of those I have to see it for myself things. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. That sounds like it would be a, a, a completely just like, wild ride. It's just like, well, I invested in the PC. I'm really not interested in the PS5 right now, so fuck it. I'll get this VR. Might as well. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to. That's as your well 20, as a lot of, That's your 2021. <laughs> a whole lot of anime yeah. and a couple of video games. And a whole lot of Binding of Isaac, but I don't bring that up anymore for obvious reasons. Yeah, I think, like, you know, like, that game had a good run, but... Oh, no, for me, it's still having a good run. I wish it was just... for me. I just cannot. With Aww. any of the new stuff, it just does not click with me at all for some reason. I think it's a game yeah. that just got... I think it just feels too bloated at this point. Like, it would... I, I'll never know what any of the new shit is. It's like, well, this is just this got away from me. It feels like I fell behind <laughs> in an MMO or something where oh, like every, uh, everybody got like good at it. Now they don't want to play with me because I'm low level. Oh. <laughs> got it's behind in the binding of Isaac. Gotcha. Yeah. There you go. God, that's probably coming. Give him time. <laughs> I mean, there's a card game already. There is God. Ed McMillan. I'm begging you. Don't do NFTs. Oh, God. Because it would fit so much for his style, you know? You can see that. I can see that happening. No, he would do non-fungible turds or something. Yeah. I don't think he would actually unironically fall down. I would hope not. He's just one of those, like, he's one of those, one of those designers slash artists I still have a lot of respect for. It would just be like, that one would probably be a real gut punch That one would suck, for sure. But yes, that's my 2021. It was a good 2021, Rhett. Yeah, you came consistently with so many things that made me sick. No, wait, wait, no, no, no. I came consistently. John came consistently. You came consistently. Nonstop, not November. Yep. Fantastic. (laughs) Polly. Yo. What have you been up to? I'm closing things out, huh? Oh, you didn't have one. All right, cool. I got to burn the whole place down. It's my job, right? Opening act. Like, (laughs) all the opening acts are done. It's time for me to come on and take us us home. Give the people, like, let the people know why they came here. It's the the main attraction. (laughs) How do y'all feel about Fantasy Star? Good. Oh. Well, eh. Eh. Okay, how do you feel about Fantasy Star 1 in particular? Um, can I tell you my arc with it? Yes, absolutely. Because this segment needs uh, to be longer. Sure. <laughs> um, I played the. I played so I played a bunch of it in high school. I had it on my Game Boy mm-hmm. and I get on my DS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played like maybe half of it or two thirds of it. Uh huh. Um, pretty legit. Like yeah. I explored and ran around. I grinded at the start. I did the. I made a map of several of the dungeons on graph paper. It took like three hours. Uh-huh. For, each, for each one. Um, and fell off it. And then I got back to it. And then I crammed through the rest of it with guides. Yeah. Mainlined it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kept my, my takeaway from it is just sort of sort of the same as... Because I, I had a very similar arc with Fantasy Star 2. Except I didn't even try with the dungeons. I just immediately <laughs> looked at maps. Yeah, the and dungeons were, in Fantasy Star 2 are just a fucking nightmare. So in both games, I feel like I ultimately just like didn't really play them as RPGs. I just kind of, mm. just kind of, weightlessly waded through the end through to the end of them with guides, and that was very unsatisfying. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. Yeah. 
So go you go you you go for it. Uh Rhett, do you have do you have an arc with the original Fantasy uh, Star at all? I mean, Ether played it for like five minutes and reviewed it on Socks Make People Sexy April Fool's site. Yeah. I walked outside the first town and immediately got killed by something. Yeah, that's uh that's the first hour to hour and a half of Fantasy <laughs> Star One is Getting grinding up about seven hundred meseta on enemies that drop three to twelve <laughs> at a time, so that you can get yourself some starting gear and buy the road pass. So that's that's like the first hour and a half of that game. Um, well, the fine folks at M two um, who who have done a lot of remakes and, mm-hmm. and are very well known in the game at this point. Um, they looked at that and said, wow, that's kind of absurd that we put up with that. How did we not drag somebody out of a building that would have designed something like that and beat them with an end of their life? What were we thinking? Why did we put up with that? We can do this better. There is a better way. There's a better way. I give you Sega Ages Fantasy Star on the Switch. And only the Switch, weirdly enough. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. anywhere else. I don't think. I'd have to check, but I don't like fact-checking. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, so basically, the, the Sega Ages version, it, it, it adds a lot of things to the game that... Uh, it's mostly just a modern... Uh, it's mostly just a modernization and a quality-of-life improvement uh, ROM hack, basically, uh, where you kind of just get to decide what's turned on and what isn't. Uh, which is really rad. So uh, the big one is obviously there is an auto map in the 3D dungeons now. If you want that on, they'll put you a little map like any old modern dungeon crawler now. So you don't have to graph paper it out. That That's very well done. It's put together pretty well. Uh, it reacts pretty, pretty quickly to your movements in the dungeon. And it updates in a good clip. So I think that's fine. If you, if you want to play the game through like that, you can st- or you can turn that off. That's fine. Uh, another big change they made was that they quadrupled all enemy payouts. Okay. So you get four times experience and four times money, and you'd think that that would just break the game. Weirdly, it just doesn't. Because, like, I know that where I'm at at the game, like, I am near the end at this point. I've got, I think I've just mm-hmm. got to get the torch and go to the last uh, dungeon, I think, is all I have to do, and then beat Dark Fowls. Um, but, um, like, and I'm still only, like, level 21, and, like, I've never had over 12,000 Masetta the whole time, and I've been able to, uh, basically afford everything. It's just, it just comes much faster. Like, they found a way, like, I don't think that they changed any of the base numbers or anything, because you can still play the game in, cla- like, with, like, you, you can turn off the quadrupling if you want and just play the game in classic mode and, uh... Okay. Or you can, like, you can play in classic mode and turn on the auto map if you want to play that way. Like, it's just, it's a really, really smart little package that just, it takes a game that, by 2021 standards, is very archaic. Uh, It's slow. It's plotting. They've added a fast run feature where you move uh, much faster than the slow trotting that you take. They've added one of the most important aspects of, of of any modern rpg i think they added a fast forward button where you can make battles and moving through the dungeons faster so it's not like Jeez. that super slow kind of camera swings around like you can speed it up and it looks like it's moving at about the pace of doom 
Uh, we, we, uh, <laughs> oh my god. So it's honestly kind of incredible how fast you can go through dungeons now. And with the auto map, it just makes it feel even better. Um, another thing I like that they added is that at any point, you can just like pause the game and you can bring up, uh, you can bring up an overlay that's got a spell list that tells you what all the spells do. Because as spells, there's no way to get any kind of explanation in-game of what the spells do. And they're not always named uh, the greatest. Uh, that's kind of always been a fantasy star thing. Uh, you get item lists to tell you, like, what all the items do if you don't know. Like a weapons armor list. There's a full manual. And there's a shit ton of options in the option menu for... Like, you can play the Japanese version in full hiragana or katakana. Which is wow. Which... As somebody who is learning Japanese, that is a very, very important feature that I did not know was in there, but I am very happy it is, um, nice. because this will become this will become a study companion. Um, hmm. You can remap the controls any way you see fit. There are a number of uh, display modes. You can go with like normal aspect ratios. You can have it just fit full screen uh, with nice big chunky pixels. Uh, you can turn on and off smoothing. You can turn on scan lines and dumb shit like that. But who uses scan lines? That's just stupid. Smoothing <laughs> and scan lines on, baby. Yeah. Fuck me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me up, baby. Let's and go. And full screen. And yeah, like do the the full like. I like that they always include the stretch option where you can just stretch oh, it to the full ugly ass, the ugly ass kind of aspect ratio stretching where like the pixels are just like looking real smudged and shit. That real good good shit. Did anybody watch the uh, the? The, the, the Contra uh, anniversary quick look I did because they have those options for the arcade games um, with, with the, uh, you can like, you know, sm you can like stretch it the entire width oh, of the God. screen. Yeah, okay because those were like a vertical. Those are vertically screen. oriented games. So when you stretch them out to your full 16 oh. by 9 monitor, imagine how oh. cool that looks. Oh, I'll joke about scan lines and blur, but stretch is like the bridge too yeah, far. Yeah, stretch me. is just like, why is that there and who's using that? Like, what kind of monster would use that? Using this? <laughs> um, but 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 like the thing that's just like this is a like ideally like I think that like ideally if we could have it, I would want every single like re-release ever to be put together in the same way that this yeah. is right like this, this is such like like it still gives you that original experience 100 intact you can turn off all of the bells and whistles you can play this game dog ass fucking bog standard master system like no <laughs> fm chip just that gnarly ass whiny ass masters oh, wow. oh it sounds real bad I, I, yeah, I think, I, yeah, Woof. Woof. that music. That's right. I was curious. I thought they had just kind of rebounced the whole game. I didn't know you could just turn it off, like, piecemeal. No, you can just, like, like so you nice. just play in Ages mode or you play in Original mode, and from there you can just turn off the stuff on the side if you want it or not. Um, like, Ages That's mode cool. or Original mode determines uh, what your enemy payouts are going to be. And then from there you just go into Options and you can turn off the auto map, turn it on. Um, you can place that stuff anywhere on the screen you wanted to. Like, if you want it on the left, you can put it over there, too. Like, it doesn't need to be on the right, so... Can you put it on the center of the screen? No, <laughs> Block your they, view. Oh. Ah, that, obviously, that's the dream, right? <laughs> um, but, man, playing Fantasy Star again, it was just kind of reminded, like, 
this is very like prototype RPG still because like you, we haven't like settled into that dungeon boss dungeon boss kind of setup yet. Like a lot of the dungeons in this game just straight up don't have bosses. It's a very much Fantasy Star Two and Fantasy Star Three. I don't think that this series really latched on to RPG conventions until Fantasy Star Four. Um, so often you're just going into dungeons to find items that NPCs in the world are telling, are telling you to go find, and those items aren't there until you talk to the appropriate NPCs! Oh well, no! that's why! Because I remember exploring one of the caves and yeah. finding and mapping it out meticulously as a kid for three hours and finding a nothing. <laughs> there is... There are a number of points in this game where what you need to do next, you ain't got a fucking clue. Um, but it's all in talking to NPCs and making sure you exhaust any and all dialogue options. So if they've got a yes and a no, check them both. Because what, sometimes that the item that they will spawn after talking to them will only pop up after you've said one or the other. So, yeah, do that for both. Um... There's a couple of still really kind of bullshitty tricks in the dungeons every once in a while where they will, like, put mm. a pitfall near a door and, like, like it'll be the door that you needed to go to for the boss, but if you step over, like, there's a tile and you can't see the hole. Like, you can't look at the dungeon floor ahead of you and tell that it's a hole. But so, like, uh, but you can if you're using the audio map. They they map one tile ahead of you uh, on the auto map. So <laughs> so you can actually see that that's a hole. So then you have to use Meow's uh, trap ability to disarm it. Uh, it still does dumb, bullshitty things like that. They didn't change anything about it at all. Like, even the, the mistranslation of calling Noah her is uh, still in uh, the game. And they changed that on the Game Boy Advance version, which was weird. Um <laughs> But M2 wanted to preserve as much of this original game as possible so that, like, even in the manual, they have a bunch of, uh, they have a bunch of cases listed where you can actually softlock the game and make it impossible to finish if you do certain Great. things. Um, and they didn't, instead of patching that shit out, they just preserved it, and you probably need to look at the manual for a few things to make sure you don't drop, get rid of, or accept items in a certain order. Because you can, you can actually. There are a, there is a surprising number of ways that you can soft lock the original uh, Fantasy Star that I did not know about. Weirdly enough, uh, growing up, uh, I only finished this once growing up, and then I never went back to it uh, because I didn't have a master system. I just borrowed it from somebody. Um, yeah. So like that was just like that was the like I wanted to play that and Zillion. Those are the only two games I wanted to play on it. Uh, and then I played it, and then I gave them their junky Master System back. <laughs> hey, Paul, you want a sad story real quick? Yes! I had a Master System, and I did not have Fantasy Star or Zillion. What? Did you have Alex Kidd? No, I didn't what even the, have that. What the I, fuck, I fuck did you have? I had some Penguin game. That's all I remember. Oh, God. You Sonic the Hedgehog? I had Sonic on Game Gear, which fucking sucked. Okay. Yeah, because that's, yeah. yeah, like the fucking, yeah, screen cramp. Penguin Land, yeah. Boy. Yeah, like, like those, like, Zillion and, and Fantasy Star, and maybe a few other just disparate titles here and there, like, the only, re like, the Streets of yeah. Rage, the Streets of Rage, uh, um, conversions are, those are interestingly stellar. Uh, for oh. uh, the Master System as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I've played one. Uh, yeah, one and two. I don't think they did three, because by that point, 
unless they yeah. did it, unless they did it in Brazil, because that the master system was still a thing in 1997 in Brazil. So, and Toy Tech was still making games for it at that point. Um, uh, but I have uh, Streets of Rage one and two, and those are really good. Um, but like this Fantasy Star remake, I mean, yeah, like it's an old archaic RPG that you'll probably need a guide for if you're not being very thorough and talking to NPCs and just searching fucking everything or sometimes just taking wild ass leaps of logic uh because how am i supposed to know they sell shortcake in a fucking dungeon i oh because you've played pso that's because i played fantasy star online there you go (laughs) um this was like the easiest six bucks i think i've ever spent on a game i'm gonna finish this probably tonight or tomorrow it's been a very breezy fun time um having that fast forward and having those quadruple payouts, it's like, they've in no way, I feel, made the game easier. Like, I've still wiped, you know, having all of these options. Like, and I know that I'm at least three or four levels higher than I would normally be where I'm at, but levels really don't matter that much in this game Mm -hmm. so much as equipment and gear do. Um, But, yeah. Like, this is solid. Like, if you are looking for a really good way to play that original game, which I think is absolutely worth exploring. Like, I think that, like, having that knowledge of, like, what Final Fantasy was, what Dragon Quest was, and what Fantasy Star was, all three of those together really helped kind of create the language that would become what JRPGs are. Yeah. Um, And what we've evolved from. So I think that if you've not played that original game, like, Sitting down and grinding it out a bit uh, with it, I mean, literally, um, <laughs> uh, it, it's definitely, definitely worth uh, doing. Especially like like the like the the Black Friday thing. If you're catching this just a couple days after, like it, I think it's still on sale until the thirtieth, uh, November thirtieth. Um, and I had Nintendo points and stuff, so I only had to pay like four dollars and ten cents well, for it. Go. So. It's- but yeah, like this is a really good version of this. I don't know that it's gonna blow your wig back or anything, but I think if you kind of put yourself in someone who who maybe in nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty eight was seeing yeah. something like that for the first time, something that wildly colorful, uh, for one, like this is this game is wildly colorful and it looks gorgeous. It has so many nice looking backdrops when you go into your pause screen and stuff because they always kind of like show you sort of a vista of where you're at in the world. Um, and a lot of times those are animated as well, with, like, water lapping up on the beach and stuff. Like, seeing that stuff in 1988, that's impressive as hell. Just on top of, like, the 3D dungeon crawling, which was just so mind-blowing for its time. Um, th- th- mm. This game's definitely worth a look. And, and, and maybe even a revisit if you played it and, you know, like, yeah, I haven't scratched that itch in a while. Uh, M2 I, did a, I, I'm okay. kind of feeling it. Yeah, M2 did a fantastic <laughs> I, job on this. I think I'll probably uh, they they did um, all those great shmup ports right and yep. shot triggers. Yep. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah. Um, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play a fantasy star, I'm probably gonna play fantasy star four because I haven't yet. Yeah. Oh, I played, four I is played one. I played one and two as homework for four, and I haven't played four yet. Yeah. Four <laughs> is. Yeah, that's the bomb diggity. Like that is the pinnacle of the series. I think. I think one and four are the absolute like. You gotta play these. I think two is essential in that, like, it does some things narratively that are cool. It does, like, the cool... Like, like I really like how when you get to a certain point in that game, all of the uh, the, 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 the biological monsters start having, like, 
you know, mechanical parts kind of in their design. And that's just a change that happens in the world as a whole. And that's just absolutely, that was buck fucking wild at the time to see that. Like, oh, the, the world is really changed. It really set the stage for, like, what they would do in, like, the Final Fantasy VI with, the, like, the world fucking ending. You know, like, kind of prepared you for that. Um, that's just my take on it, anyway. I think I think Fantasy Star Two would be really rewarding if I if I had the patience if I if yeah. I really wanted to just if I if I was drilled in enough to go through and like learn those learn those layouts and play the game play the game legit and then and actually that, explore the world maps and whatnot. But and that, that is battle system too far for me. That battle system isn't it's not great. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. dog. A lot of people dog the PlayStation Two version for just making it a straight up turn based RPG like uh, Fantasy Star Four. But as I, I don't like. This is a point where I don't really care. I think Fantasy Star Two's battle system is bad, <laughs> but it has that cool background. Fantasy Star One has a million backgrounds. So That's as true. a kid, Fantasy Star Two does only have one background. <laughs> As a kid, right. I only I played Fantasy Star two, but not one, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh, but this background is extremely cool." It's just a grid. It's, it's a so blue grid. Polly, it was the eighties. I do. I it was I thought cool when, it's even when 3D. even when I saw that as a youngin, I was like, "What did they do to the background? Why isn't there a background? Did they cheap you, out you on the it?" Context of the first game. I did. I did. <laughs> but it was it's funny you, you mentioned Fantasy Star 1 like not having the context of like modern JRPGs mm-hmm. I looked it up Final Fantasy and Fantasy Star came out within two days of each other yep. in Japan originally yep. yep that's wild yeah that's really just like they both saw they both saw Dragon Quest the previous year and then kind of spun it in way different directions yeah, yeah. like wildly different like they, they, they both kind of took... Like, I think that, like, Fantasy Star ends up feeling more D&D to me. Yeah, definitely um, with the first-person dungeon stuff. Yeah, yeah. That game feels like you're playing against a really mean dungeon master with some of the ways you have to progress the story. <laughs> the fact that the this support does four times experience and money and doesn't break it is just yeah. like... Oh god! Yeah, <laughs> like Randy is that first game? It literally takes an hour and a half to get to what you need to get. Like the last time I played this game, legit on, um, uh, I played on emulator back in when me and Beepner did Fantasy Star Four. I played about four or five hours of it in preparation uh, because we did a video at the start chronicling the right. rest of the series first, and. The four or five hours I played, I remember, like, the first hour and a half of it just being trying to get 750 Masetta so I could just get out of the first area. Did they change the balancing on the Game Boy Advance version? Because I don't think so. Hmm. I played a really good um, Fantasy Star 2 rebalance uh, a while Hmm. back that, like, it upped the experience rate and also gave your characters their spells and stuff at like a few levels earlier so that like you just kind of it just feels overall better mm-hmm. um yeah mm. like i don't I'm trying think to that... figure out i'm trying to figure out my relationship with like rpg curves and like what i want out of these games mm. do you like event flags this is the one you want to play then <laughs> 
it's really unfortunate. Like the whole uh, item doesn't appear in the dungeon until you talk to the NPC. I had That's a moment the- last night where I needed to get the hovercraft, and I went to the town where the hovercraft is. And the, I, it would not appear in any of the places. I was like, what did I miss? What did I miss? I had to go back to another planet and talk to an NPC uh, on like a, on a town that was like all the way of like having to walk five minutes across the fucking world or some shit. And be like, okay, I didn't talk to this one, jackass. <laughs> it's just having stuff literally appear. It's just like, well, that just doesn't make sense. No, it's it's... It's very weird, but they're incur like it's. I know why they do it. It's there to encourage you to interact with the world, to, to to be a part of it, to talk to the people. But most of the dialogue, most of the time, is just like it's non sequitur nonsense, and you don't need it. But th- but like the always, there's like always one or two. They're like, "Hey, this thing in my bobber. Have you ever heard of it? You better say yes and no, so that I tell you what it is, or you won't be able to get it." What's the one like three? Like in the first couple hours, it's like you have to say no or something like three times in a row. You have to talk. Yeah, yeah. In order to get the road pass, you like you have to buy the secret item three times because he won't let you buy. Like you'll go in to buy it, you and you say, "I want to buy the secret item." You go to buy it. He's like, "I'm not going to sell it to you," and they kick you out. And you get you have to go back in two more times to do it. You have to talk to the doctor three times to get him to build you a spaceship. <laughs> Um, I saw that video you posted. Just the immediate turnaround is so funny there. Yeah. I ain't going to help, too. I'll help you build a spaceship. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so comical. It's, it's, I'm still having fun. It's, I mean, it is what it is. Again, Old games is, are just like that. Yeah, like you come to expect that. I'm not like I knew that this wasn't going to be some kind of gussying up. They're presenting this as it was intended with some nice features that help make it a little bit easier. Yeah. I'm here for that. It's fun. It's been a good time. I'm going to finish it. it. It was nice kind of being able to play this game again and it not be a pain in the ass. <laughs> so... That is Sega Ages Fantasy Star, and that is my 2021 put to bed. It's been okay. But we want to help the folks at home. We want to help them put their 2021s to bed as well. And they can do so by being a part of the SoxCast's end of the year, game of the year spectacular. And I'm going to tell you exactly how you can do that. You you get your list of three games. How many games is it, Rhett? Three. Three. You get three video games. They can be from any point in time you want. Isn't that right, John? Yes. They can right. be any game that you played in the last year. It does not have to be a game that came from this year. Yep. Does it have to be a game? It does have to be a game. Okay. Yes. Gotta be a game. You can't, <laughs> you can't like, put My Favorite Panties as your favorite game. I mean, unless there's a game called My Favorite Panties, by all means, put that on your list if you enjoyed it. I bet if you looked on itch, you'd find something with a name I close enough. Goddamn, guarantee it. Okay, so you got your three, your list of three games. You're, you're looking at them, you're admiring them, you're standing back, you got your arms crossed, you're stroking your chin, you're going, "Yep, that's a mighty fine list of games there." Maybe I should write some words about them. Then you write some words about them. Ain't that magical? A sentence or two is usually what we can do. We try to be fair with these, but please don't go crazy on us. Please. You put that you grab all those and you slap those in an email. What do they do after that, Rhett? 
They send it off to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. Goddamn right they do. John, is there any other way that they could send us their list? Um, they can. You can send the list as a recorded MP3 file. You can actually read it yourself and do whatever you want to it. You could uh, make do a little song um, about how much you love these games. You could do that. That's what. That's all I got. You yeah. can do a stand up routine <laughs> about your favorite games. Stand up. Mm-hmm. See, bringing it home. You Woo! can do an ASMR clip about <laughs> your favorite games. Oh, that Please would be weird. Do an ASMR. Oh clip. God. <laughs> yeah. Give us an ASMR. I fucking dare you. I dare you send us an ASMR clip. I fucking dare you. My favorite game of the year is Genshin Impact. (laughs) Okay. And of course, you you, you follow the same format. You get that and you send it right off the podcast at SocksMakePeople'sExit.net. We need all of this by noon Eastern time on December 12th. So, three video games, three blurbs, put that in an email, podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net, get it to us by noon Eastern on December 12th. All right, and I do believe that is going to do it for our final regularly scheduled episode of the year. Uh, John Thayer, as we cruise on home, tell them where to find you. Um, you can find me on faraway.times.itch.io. Um, I actually have a game coming out this week. Yes, you do. Uh, Tell them about it. Um, I made this with my friend Toby Alden, or rather, um, they made uh, a whole last game and then pulled me in to do a bunch of the level design mm. in the back half, basically. Um, so I, I, I helped bring this together, and it's got gorgeous art and music by a couple other people. I just posted um, a link in the chat. Uh, that's coming out on Wednesday, I believe. There's a little trailer. Um, you can find it at Toby's Twitter, Toby Alden, T-O-B-Y-A-L-D-E-N. is the creator of a bunch of games that um, Polly and I like. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, they made Renegade. Renegade <laughs> is by yeah, far probably my games. favorite. Yep. Um, Love Eternal, which isn't out yet that I really like to test playing. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this game, it's a... 2D platformer explorer game where you collect power-ups in order to progress. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's our own special spin on that, and I'm very pleased with how it feels and how it's turning out. Um, so give it a play. Nice. Nice. Ritz, where can everybody at home find you? Watch Simple Gear. Watch Simple Gear. Just fuck it. That's, Just fuck that's it. That's my like, message of twenty. That's the message of 2021, 2022, 2023. <laughs> Just this goes on and on. And with that, the last podcast is in captivity. The galaxy <laughs> is at peace. Until wow. next year. Until is that next a Metroid year. reference? No. It was a Zero Time Dilemma reference. <laughs> You will catch we will be we will start posting game of the year episodes on December 22nd. They will they will air at the 22nd and the 24th. Uh and we will be doing the album of the year on the 21st and the 23rd. So we put those all in a row. We always do this stuff like in the, at the yeah. you know, right in the week leading up to Christmas and stuff. So that's how we kind of celebrate. So uh yeah. 
we're going to go ahead and get out of here. We'll be back uh, to regular episodes broadcasting here on Twitch and, 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 and all that fun stuff. Uh, sometime after the new year. Ain't got a date on that for you. But, you know, just always watch the Twitter at SMPS underscore updates. Watch the site. It sucks. Make people sexy.net. And thanks for making it another great one, y'all. Y'all come out. You make this beautiful every single time. Y'all rock so much. You're so patient with us. Because we're, you put up with our stupidity, and I can't believe it. So, we're getting out of here. That's probably a lot of the joy this year. Aww. This podcast and this community. It's a very good community with a very good podcast. And we, we couldn't be happier that everyone here is a part of it. Because remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.